Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. Hat. You've done it, haven't you? Oh, the please tell me where where the the intro is, is stolen from. Oh, that song. Um, the, We're recording now. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome to Cartoon Casual, everybody. Okay, we well, go ahead and tell them first, and then we'll well, introduce we, them. We, yeah. Ed, Mr. Sir. Ed Man, sir, yes, sir. Ed, Ryan Ackerman, yeah, and Ryan Ackerman, Ackerman. I don't know who that guy is. From Crater, uh, is it Crater? Crater. Let's just get that out of the way first. Yeah, let's get it out of the way. <laughs> It's Crater. It's Crater. Crater. Okay. Why is it Crater? I mean, I say tomato, tomato, but it, it, yeah, technically really. it's Crater. Okay. Um, Which stands for? Give us I the... say Crater because if you're going to say Crater, you need to say Crate. Yeah, that's kind of true. Have... C-R-A-T-R-A. Well, we're... Hmm, I don't know. We could talk about this for a long time. I'm not the founding member, so I just... Uh, <laughs> I stepped into this role not too long ago, and you stepped and, in it and, all right. And, and, and I definitely want to respect uh, the people who laid the groundwork. Okay, so. good. spoken okay. like I, a true I, politician. I, I definitely mm-hmm. want to respect their their wishes. Um, sure, but give us as the a acronym. personal opinion. It's tomato, tomato. I could care less. I mean, uh, we all talk different from different regions of the world. So, but the or uh, even the states. The people out there are tens of listeners. There's literally tens of them. There's many more of that, but really want to know what CRATA stands for. What's the acronym stand for? Ed? It's uh, Colorado River Area Trail Alliance. Gotcha. Which has to do with bikes and shit, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> mountain biking specifically. Specifically mountain biking. We are a 501c3 um, nonprofit, and you know, ultimately our goal is to you know, develop, maintain, and create trails and give people, you know, recreational trails to ride. Obviously, we're a chapter of the International Mountain Bike Association, which would be IMBA. And they're a huge support. And uh, there's been some role changes recently with them as well. And uh, some of the mountain bike community is indifferent, you know, about those organizations and the bureaucracy and things like that. But at the end of the day, we all want trails. So, so specific, that's why I support it. Specifically, this is for the, and tell me if it is or not, around the Kingman area or Mojave? Just how far does your group it's go? It's all in Mojave County. It's okay. Kingman, Havasu, Bullhead. I think it even includes Needles and, and possibly even Laughlin. Yeah, they, they actually, um, from what I understand, when the 501c3 was submitted, they actually submitted zip codes along with that to particularly, you know, develop the areas that we support. Obviously, Kingman gets a lot of the support um, because of our climate being so, our oh, weather sure. is a little more year-round. Uh, year um, Havasu gets <clears throat> a little extreme. Um, I think that's where Satan vacations. Um, oh, yeah. So, you I know. saw him. Yeah. I, saw, I saw him one time. He was Bullhead's a little tough because um, the ground there, it's really, it's really tough to build trails in Bullhead. Not I would love to get... I would love to get my hands in there and uh, there's a lot of really beautiful opportunity in the landscape to build things. Um, but there's a lot of indigenous land, um, land that was populated by indigenous people and, and the, the, the ground itself is very silty and soft. 
and that creates serious problems trying to sustain a trail. Um, Ed's had some awesome ideas about running near Catherine's Landing and overlooking the lake. Oh, that's a, that's oh, a cool man. idea. I like that idea. Yeah. yeah. That would be fantastic. But, hey, real quick. Yeah. Hey, Paul, remember, I know you're really good at turning things on, but can you turn off the okay, air conditioning? Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Shout out to Kevin Perry. Yeah. He said when it's on and we're talking about it, he said he can't hear it at all on the show, and he's got an ear for our shows. He does, and he's the first one to point out if we got All the flaws. All right. Thank you, Kevin. So we're going to leave it on, and we're going to try it out. And he's my man when it comes to uh, almost everybody I know listens to it through that the podcast app, like the Apple through Apple, and he has he's a hardcore Android guy, so he's my my main guy. So if he can't hear it, and you guys, we're going to say we can't. Fuck it, and yeah. I'm going to leave the AC on, so I don't have to sit here and sweat. All right, so I got yeah. That anyway, I got a question about. So are there, are most of the members in Kingman of uh, of uh, Crater then, as opposed to, or do you have a lot of? Is this the home base of Crater? Is Kingman because you guys are? Would you say that? I would say a majority of the membership, I believe, lives here in Kingman. And so most of the trail building activity right now for all this mountain biking is happening in Kingman because you guys are active as hell doing this stuff. Yeah, it comes down to land ownership, and there's two different BLM offices. Okay. They have their own down there, and we have one up here. So it really comes down to working with the BLM offices that already have their own area at Sarah Park down there that's okay. like established for them. You know, they could do... They do stuff down there. They got a lot of nice trail. And the winter comes here, it's the first place we're headed. Okay. It's, you know, a nice 75 degrees. So everybody else in the world is dying. We're, so you drag your bikes down there and do the thing yeah, down there? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's and it's a nice change of scenery. They have, you know, it's real saint, mm-hmm. real similar, a little more moonscape-ish, kind of neat. The mm-hmm. way it rolls around through the lower parts of the lake and stuff, peeking at the lake. It's right. a real colorful area. So, but the majority of what we do, Ed, you know, and like some of the other guys that live up here, our work is mainly up here because we have a lot to catch up on. We have a lot to take care of. We're building. It's an ever-changing scene. Like or the, the the landscape itself is mm-hmm. constantly changing. We're we're moving rapidly to bring our trails up to a, a higher caliber uh, of quality. It was sustainability, just a pure fun factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's math involved. The undulation is in the trail. Yeah, Joe's not very good at math. Oh, <laughs> so it's good that he's not involved with that part of your program. Thank you. Thank you You're for welcome. letting everyone know that I'm not <laughs> will hunting. Thank you. I, I can tell <laughs> him how many Joes it takes for it to feel flow this well. fucking so. guy. How many <laughs> This is a 3.85 Joe's, and, and and all the other guys building the trails are like, fuck, that's a lot of Joe's. God damn it, it's so much extra This work. is going to be a fun trail. That's, a, that's so much, Joe. How, how many act- – <laughs> That should be a trail rating system. Is how, yeah. Sure. How many rolling Joe's is this going to fucking fall down this trail? <laughs> we rate this as a 3.85 on the Joe factor. It's like, goddamn, that's, that's, that's pretty a, strong. It's boom, 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 like three points. It's yeah, like 3.8 revolutions of me of falling you, down fine. off of a fucking I like mountain. this idea. I don't. From now on, when you guys are out there building, you'll be thinking of this. I, <laughs> I accidentally will <laughs> put this into motion because you can, like, measure the trail in different ways and i would imagine this could be a new new thing yeah yeah, and i could imagine right now that we're working with the probably two and a half joe right now what we're currently (laughs) building right now is still kind of rough but i mean like it's doable it's totally doable this con this concept already has teeth it's already got teeth right now hi uh (laughs) oh shit (laughs) well done (laughs) how many active members do you guys have would you say Active and if total members then active because every group has the whole. There's a main core that's always there no matter what the fuck is going on, and then there's total members. Do you know? I'm not to put you that, on the spot. That's a little bit of a tricky quest- question. Uh, All right. 
you know, we anybody can sign up for a membership with Crata. Um, What's the you, annual dues or? Um, I mean, it goes anywhere from thirty nine dollars on up. Okay. Um, you can be, you know, there, there's different levels of membership and there's different perks to the memberships as sure. well. Even with a thirty nine dollar membership, you can get um, access to to a yearly subscription of a bicycle magazine, a choice of a few different ones. Um, See, that's de- good to know. Okay. De- delivered right to your doorstep or, or your mailbox, I should say. Coupon codes uh, They don't do that stuff anymore. that you purchase. Oh, right on. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, trail um, advocacy in general. <clears throat> okay. Most people throw in a couple bucks for trail advocacy. You know? That's something we need to touch on is that I, I just noticed this, you know, working at the brewery and talking to lots of people every week. There's tons of people in this town that have no idea that the trail oh, system tons. that we have. They have no. They have no clue. I, I just have, met a guy today. He moved here in 1992. Had no idea. Oh my god. Trails up. 1990. <laughs> Jesus, he predates me. I fucking. I was. I didn't even. And have he owned then. a mountain bike. <laughs> Is wow. he a triceratops? He, he had no idea. He's like, you <laughs> mean he? that one cave up in the hill? I'm like, yeah, right next to that. Lots of single track, real pretty, real. It's beautiful mesas. It's like a cowboy movie. You I feel so like this is a guy that who's who's probably d- driven to Flagstaff or Williams or somewhere to to go and ride for so many or years. Sedona for, t- for Sedona. Twenty five years and didn't realize that he could just drive. Possibly did. He said he was going to go ride in a Phoenix. I said, where are you going to ride this bike? Oh, Phoenix mostly. I'm like, do you live <laughs> around here? Yeah, I do. Did you know we have some really beautiful trails here? I mean, it's stunning vistas. No, I didn't. Well, wow. let's walk over to the map right here. But that's a PR problem. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and you guys are doing a lot of work and you're on social media. So the question, it's not really a question to answer right now, but we talk about this a lot. How do you educate people enough? And this podcast hopefully will help a little bit, but what you guys are doing is, is fantastic. And and I've seen it mainly from the air, but... <laughs> but um, fucking not to brag a little bit. No, 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 because I haven't been out there on... I, fuck you. Hey, I haven't hey, been hey, on the bike. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That was it a treat. That's a treat to see to see all to the work we've done from an aerial view. I oh, mean, that was uh, breathtaking. Uh, I'll never have that ever. I'll never be able to see the trail system as a whole all at once in real life, and then see what we are working on right now, growing well, through I, the desert. Speaking, yeah, but yeah, you will because we're going to go again. I was speaking. <laughs> I was speaking to a few Amazing. people yesterday um, at our, after our meeting about how. Drone footage is great. I mean, the possibilities with drone footage is, I mean, really game changing as far as PR um, advertisement, getting people psyched, um, recruiting new people. But from an airplane and and seeing the overall scope of the trail system, I mean, a drone isn't going to catch the whole trail system. The field of view is just really limited. And there is something to be said for seeing it with your own eyes. Oh, yeah, and not on a video oh, that yeah. some drone. Recorded, well, what was you know? funny, Joe, is is we were we went up there and it, the lighting was perfect. It was just starting oh. to go down, and it was really. I was surprised how well you could see some of the trails. And it, we, we, there was this one turn that we did, and Ed goes, "Hey, man, look, you can see the old trail that was kind of straight, and the new one had more switchbacks or whatever you guys call those two and mountain whatever it is grade reversals. Grade reversals, Joe. Wow." <laughs> Way to split those hairs. How many hairs. Joes can you fit into that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know those are, so anyway, so we're flying around for a while, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, and they were like kids in a candy store. It was fun. It's fun to take people flying anyway, but if people really get excited about it, it makes it makes it that much more worth it to me. And you guys were looking at all this stuff you've been doing for months. You're working. You're oh, my God, that's when we did last week. And no, that's what we did three months ago, and that still looks good. And 
And uh, after a while, I said, "Are we going to take some photographs or not?" <laughs> because you guys, you guys were leaving. You couldn't, you weren't, you couldn't stop looking I was at it. Mesmerized. I was giddy. I was giddy. They were. It was really funny. But my point was is that I want to get back in. We're going to touch this a little bit later. I want to get a bike and do some trail riding because when I was younger, this is before all this high tech technology and all this stuff happened. So these were bad bikes. But I would ride miles out in the Texas heat and woods and stuff and i don't know how long you would do this but they were horrible technology bikes and you're a kid and this is back literally in the 70s and uh, early 80s and 1870s or? Yeah, yes we had the that's what we talked about the penny farthing penny and the farthing. mustaches and the muscle man shirts and all that stuff yeah you couldn't right? fit your helmet on with all that fucking hair grease that you had yeah. in the mustache exactly I see that um, so I would like to, because you, you guys have kind of inspired this um, in being involved on some level, because I came to you and said, would you like some aerial shots? I'm looking for an excuse to go fl- flying to help you guys out and see all the, and that's got me very interested in purchasing a bike at some point. That's what it's all about is getting more people out there. That's what it's all about is, is, in, is encouraging people, you know, making them feel comfortable, making them feel that they're welcome. They have some, some tangible you know, group to grab onto. It's mm-hmm. not not always have to be a struggle. It doesn't need to be a solo mission. We go out together as a group. We roll around like a little tribe. Someone gets a flat, yeah. we all stop. Yeah, that flat tire gets fixed. Lickety split. We share tricks. We share tr- we share like trades ideas. Mm-hmm. We share everything. Good times, bad times. I mean, we literally are this weird little roaming desert family. Mm-hmm. Like we have some serious laughs and we like will hash out stuff that's going on at home. Hey, I, I'm sorry guys, I'm just my head's not in it. I got this going on right now. Oh wow, you know, we've been through stuff like that. Sure. You know, it, it really is it's my therapy. It's when I ride by myself, it's meditation. Yeah, we, when I ride with the group, it's almost like a church. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you're like in a congregation. Yeah. Together. I could definitely say that, uh, growing up most of my life in Kingman, um, I always had a really pessimistic, negative attitude towards it. Um, and I always had to leave town when I, even when I was younger, um, I was very heavily involved in BMX and I just, I, I, I wasn't, a local that rode here a lot i would travel out of town from the time i was 16 and could start driving me and my buddies were driving out of town to ride um i just had a really sour taste in my mouth about kingman i didn't like it i was really upset about it i didn't like the vibes i didn't like the mentality i was always trying to escape and get away um i moved back i I moved away a few times after school um i moved to utah i moved to la i moved to flagstaff i moved um you know to phoenix um what brought you back yeah a lot of times just family a lot of my family is, mm-hmm. is here now you know and uh i mean the cost of living is sure. cheap here sure right um, right yes so it uh, it, 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 and, and you know i always tried to maintain a good reputation you know i tried to be a good person so it seemed like you know it's a place you could always call home and that people are willing to help help me out you know in rough times or or just be there for my family um but basically you know, the last time I had moved back, I, I moved back because I was just fed up with my job with Verizon, and uh, I moved back. I had blown my I've blown my knee out three times um, riding BMX bikes. Ouch! It's to the point right now I have no meniscus, no ACL in my right knee, and uh, through physical therapy, they said, you know, your best thing to do is swim and ride a bicycle. And I said, well, I've been riding bicycles. That's what happened to my knee. And they said, well, <laughs> you, you got to ride a bicycle in a different type of way. Well, and I looking, always tampered around with a mountain bike, but, and even then I always had a mountain bike and I, I, 
I had one, but I just, it was more of a commuter bike because riding around the style of BMX bikes we rode just isn't really feasible for commuting long distances and back and forth to work and things like that. And, and I really do enjoy pedaling. But w once Ed and Joe and Alan and uh, Dannenberger and all those guys, just the whole community in Kingman in general, I, I, there's so many people I could name, were so welcoming and were like, took me under their wing and showed me the ropes. I just felt completely geeked out and in love with it. And I, I just felt like I could click with these people and that it was such an awesome family to be around and non-judgmental and the ultimate freedom when you're out on the trail all politics set aside all opinions set aside we're here to ride trails we're here to pedal our bikes and that's what it's about and we're here for each other and that sense of camaraderie was like what i needed and now i'm in this like zone where i love kingman and i think kingman has so much potential and so much greatness joe have me a kleenex no. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That, that you was use your, that's, you that, use your that's shirt me like paying I homage. Use my shirt. <laughs> I, I mean, I really have to pay homage. I, I'm not I'm making. A, no, I'm a newbie to, to no. a lot of this in all reality. No, I'm not making fun of what you said. I, I'm with you 100. That's that, okay. That, you should make fun of me. No. <laughs> oh, it's coming later. <laughs> no, that that's a beautiful way to say it. And because you were upset with Kingman or you bothered you, you kept leaving. And right now what you guys are doing is one of the most positive things that's happening in this community. And it's fantastic to hear that whole story and now you're coming back and trying to help out in this town that does need help. And there's many ways that we want to make it better in your group. And we're going to try to get more people to know this and try to figure out how to get more people involved is making it happen. Joe made the comment the other day. I think there was a post that was made last week on, on a crater or something and I believe you see, you said on there, if you guys want to make a difference, quit complaining about it. Oh, and yeah, then, sure. No, it was uh, when uh, the um, Ed and you were wearing your convict pants. You guys were on the, <laughs> on the front page of the Daily Miner. Oh, that's right. That's right. And yeah. I was like, you know, all you people out there that want to bitch about this town, these people are the people you need to be looking at because these are the guys. They're making, doing stuff. They're, they're actually doing something to make a fucking difference instead of right. sitting around fucking complaining. Which, right. which I'm guilty of. It, yeah. Well, it's true, though. Like, you guys are really, you're, you're like, all of you guys are doing it. And just to echo what Ryan's saying, it, the moment that I text Ed at fucking 930 at night from work, I text him like, dude, I'm tired of the way I feel, tired of the way I look. I need help. I need to find, I need a bike. And within like three or four days, I had a fucking, I, actually, I think it was within like two days, I had a bike on loan from Ed. And then I started talking to Ryan, right? Uh, like maybe that following Saturday about it. And like you immediately clicked in. I am not on any where anyway shape or form on your guys's level of riding but even you were like man we should maybe organize like a like a group ride where we just do some super low impact shit and like you absolutely are uh repeating what was done to you was just being like folding somebody into the group that has no experience in, the, in this group whatsoever absolutely and that's fucking amazing that's it and that's it, it, it it's it's amazing to see because you don't see a lot of that uh these days no no you don't so well, it's all about giving back you know, it's it's really cool. It's really cool to see, and um, that's why we want to try. And it's interesting that you said you've met that guy. And this always bothers me too about people knowing what's going on in this town. But you said 1992, didn't even know it. So the question is, it's not answerable right now. But how do we how do we reach more of these people that are active? This is again, this is a small way to do it, possibly because we got a good following on this show, but obviously not every bike rider is going to hear this so and you're having your event coming up. we'll talk about these other events these races and the thing coming up this saturday um at the brewery but um 
because you, you guys have a lot of, of reach worldwide too, right? Don't you have a lot of international folks that come here and well, ride this what, stuff? That's what initially really spiked a, a peak in the, the usage of our trail system here is with the birth of the internet, like early 2000s there, like 99, you know, somewhere in that area when it became more commonplace. A lot of outside travelers, Europeans, you know, uh, come in and they want to see 66 they want to see the old west you know like italian people they want to see where real western movies come from you know not the ones that they watched at home Mm -hmm. just like this real weird curiosity each like little culture and subgroup has their own reason to come here and they started sharing on the internet go here go there check this out this place over here this has got real fantastic views that are real open to each other you don't have to pay a park fee to come see this this is like a mini monument valley and it just you know just much like a snowball it just started collecting and more and more people and then like forum boards rv guys that drive around the country stopping at weird blm places just to like check out what's going on in like their locale on their way across country and they see something that's beautiful they take note of that and they share it with other people hey you can come stay in this parking lot over here and you're going to wake up to one of the most uh, beautiful sites the van life you've never seen those folks the van life kind of people that are driving like their different the conversion vans and stuff that are just all they're doing is subsisting on working money from working on the internet or money they've saved and they just drive around the country ride their bikes they take pictures they take video they put it on youtube oh yeah and the Kingman area is fucking huge for that. I mean, huge. There's been people that I've discovered that I like, I'm just clicking through YouTube because I'm bored in the middle of the night. And, and like, I'll watch some, some like I, just last night, there was a guy that he's from, uh, from Australia, decided he wanted to see South America, bought what they call over there a combi, but it's like a, like a, a uh, like an old Volkswagen, like a yeah, Westphalia, like, yeah. like the Westphalia, like with the pop top camper on the top. Westphalia pop top. Yeah. Combis don't. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Ed. I'm sorry. I'm fucking. I don't. I don't know the difference between a 19 window and a 23 window, other than twenty thousand dollars. Right. Right. Um, anyway, but this guy, like, he he drove all the way from Argentina all the way up through, and then ferried it around the Darien Gap in Panama, and drove all the way up through Mexico. And like, he had a 30 minute video. I watched the whole thing. Ten minutes of it was in Kingman. He's just riding his fucking mountain bike around Kingman, around the trails you guys have worked it, on. It's incredible. And I'm like, what wait, find. what the fuck? I didn't know this. Was, so then that's I went down this rabbit hole. It's not cool as shit. That like, is that's a treat to hear. This yeah. video is probably like eight months old, nine months old, I want to say, like somewhere around wintertime it was posted. But I'm like, holy shit. Then I started looking into it more just to, to kind of research for this episode. And it's a, it's a big deal. Like, I, there's a lot of people that know about this area. Absolutely. I, I generally uh, try to refrain when we go do trail work and whatnot to to venture out to the Coyote Pass trailhead because it is a little bit difficult to get to. You have to drive all the way into Golden Valley and turn around and, you know, to get to it. However, every time I do, I'm rewarded towards the end. Um, I, I may have never said anything to anybody, but, uh, you know, I was astonished uh, this last Sunday when we rolled out from doing trail work. We showed up, you know, at the parking lot and uh, there was a car there with canadian plates british columbia plates and i'm thinking like how cool is this like i would die right now to just be in british columbia like i want to be there <laughs> so bad right now and like, out of this heat summertime and they're whist- like whistler. they're like in awe they're like i mean this girl was like giddy to get her sandals off and put her hiking shoes on and get down to the trail to start you know hiking it- and and then i saw a plate from kentucky and i'm like man 
seeing all these plates on these vehicles parked at the trailhead that are from so far away is so rewarding to me. We we are so used to Route 66 and the and the topography and everything here. We just it, it, it's very beautiful. I love the sunsets here. Just fantastic. Oh still, oh my god, yes. But so many people come here from literally all over the world to be on Route 66 and to see this desert stuff, like you're saying, where the Western movies were done, the sure. real thing. Absolutely. They pay their vacation time that they wait all year is to come right here. Oh, we've had people from England stop by our shop and say, hey, we drove through here once mm -hmm. and we fell in love and we revolved, revolved our entire vacation mm -hmm. around staying here. This wow. place is like a, a gym. It's unknown. You like have plenty of room to walk around. There's plenty of stuff to enjoy. You're within reach of a few hours drive in any direction to go mm -hmm. do something quote unquote cool yeah and then still be able to come back to kingman it's quiet yeah. it's chill it's affordable and then again back to the people that like to do backcountry adventure they don't necessarily want to have people breathing on top of them they don't want to be riding underneath an overpass with electrical lines all mm -hmm. over the place they want to be out and away from all disturbance they want to be free or and even crowded on the trail get. system i mean right. there's times where i've gone to ride sedona and i'm like literally i'm i feel like i'm in the wilderness but i'm i'm waiting for my turn to ride the trail or uh I, i've grown up my whole life you know since i was 15 years old hiking in to have a supai and it's gotten to the point where i'm just not that interested even though it's probably the most beautiful place i've ever been and it's so close to us it's just I mean, it, it's just so crowded. It's, it's too crowded. Yeah, it's, it's crowded, and it's and I mean, I would love to see that kind of hype in our area, but I think our area is probably always going to get a lot of love, but it'll also stay probably a best kept secret. Type a little thing. bit, yeah. Now, are there are there bikes to rent here if someone comes in or not at this point? Or I know this has been off and on. I think. Yeah, like a one shop rents uh, or used to rent uh, the other shop. Uh, has they'll rent the used bikes. Mm -hmm. um, they keep a small inventory, mm -hmm. not a whole lot there. The other shop, uh, ha I believe, has the size of each bike. Um, either bike shop will do their best, mm -hmm. and I mean go out of their way to get you out on the trail in a safe fashion. And they hand out maps. They're like, hey, do you have this on your bike? Does your, is your bike equipped with such a fashion? I mean, they will literally go way out of their way to make sure your, enjoy, your experience here is enjoyable. I'm talking people that have bought bicycles, spent the whole week riding around this area, and then went back to the bike shop, and they decided, I'd rather have these bicycles. It was like such a treat. We enjoyed this so much. We'd rather take these home as souvenirs. Wow. Like, we don't even want to give them back. Oh, shit. Like, so, we're taking these with us. But but is there enough Is there enough um, inventory potential rent stuff if a small group came in, if there were like five or ten people to rent right currently right now? I mean, this could be a thing that eventually could evolve into, right? To You know what I mean? Because it's – people. you can go to Sedona and rent a bike pretty easily. Yeah, we, we definitely have had, you know, all kinds of different groups that are, like you said, groups that come through or, like, family, and mm -hmm. they all want to grab a bike when they realize, like, you know, they read through, like, these – I don't even know what to – what they classify these is like travelogue forums, like mm -hmm. what's to do around here. Mm -hmm. And they stop at the KOA and the mountain biking is one of the things that highlights when you like kind of search around a bit and they want to get an entire fleet of bikes. So, I mean, there's definitely potential for that. It's just, it's just not there. Not, that not yet. Infrastructure is really not there. Like it, that's, that's an expensive adventure. It is. Know, 
full run of each size bike and got to have male and female versions sure. so that everybody's accommodated. And that's why it works at Sedona, right? Because they're such a tourist stop. Exactly. Right. I think yeah. I think they have they, it, the demographic is right there. Um, and, and there's just so much media coverage and things like that on that general area. Oh, sure. That, Jeep tours. Yeah. I mean, helicopter people are, tours. And, and, and one of the things is, you know, lower monolith is, is a very easy place to ride. Um, there are a few little technical sections, but if you want to really venture out, you need to be a little little more than just a beginner and some of our trails so um for those guys who are like diehard riders our our trail systems are prime like the guys who want to ride all mountain and they want to they want to really push out some miles and pedal up and over and down and then ride some downhill like we we have that terrain here Mm -hmm. like to the max like some i've gone out of town and been kind of bummed out at some of the other places because they for just sure, didn't I've have totally that. been disappointed <laughs> riding other places. Because so I'm like, like really? wow, this place is so hype right now. I'm enjoying this. Oh wait, come on, old lady with the walker, let me pull over for you. Right. Oh man, this is so <laughs> rad. I'm feeling the. Oh, sorry. Miss or just King. the fact that a lot of places. Wow, this is awesome again. A lot <laughs> of places you have to ride a fire road up and then ride down, and I'm like, you know, as, as somebody who's a mountain bike enthusiast, I. I try to stay off the roads as much as possible, whether it be a dirt road or whatever. I, I, it's nothing against any of that. I mean, it's just, I like single track trail. And if it means that I need to ride single track trail up the mountain to be able to ride the downside, I would rather do that than ride a, a, a 30 foot wide road that's yeah. graded every month, you know? Yeah. It's just not as it's fun. not it's not one of the reasons that you have a mountain bike right is to ride on a is a fire road, but we do have some beginner stuff and and we do we one of our biggest things with uh, Crater right now is uh, we're we're working really closely with the city of Kingman who's been extremely receptive and uh, really putting in a lot of effort to to make it happen. We're trying to put um, the White Cliffs trails in from the golf course down to downtown and make it a very easy beginner trail. So people have a place to start and have a place to get excited and then, and then kind of graduate to some of the harder stuff. That was one of the founding reasons behind Karata is just the thought of having trails around the top of that little butte, looking down on the golf course and zigzagging around and connecting to downtown two areas. So this area again, because there's, I was going to, that's on my little list of things to ask you about. We've got several different regions you guys are working on and, um, so white cliffs are those areas again around the golf course that kind of sits a little bit higher these little mountains or buttes like you just said absolutely for anybody who's not familiar with Kingman specifically I mean if you've driven I-40 you see a quick glimpse of downtown Kingman passing by um, you go through some large mountains um, and then you drop down into uptown Kingman which you see a golf course and everything else and all the housing development mm-hmm. I mean, White Coast pretty much is the separation between uptown and downtown. It absolutely is true. Definitely. That's that's how you can. And and, and there's no way to connect. There's no, there's no real formal way to connect uptown to downtown without using a paved road. I mean, there's a few service roads that run through there, but they're, uh, they're, they're, just really not idea for hiking or riding a bike necessarily. So the city is specifically, they'll be helping out to promote as well as maybe a little bit financially to work on white yeah, cliffs. So, so yeah, they're, they're, yeah, definitely some funding in with it. Okay. Huge funding. They're, they're, they're talking about going whole hog with the situation and bringing in a firm that's 
specifically does trail systems, urban trail systems, stack no loops okay. where they could take a condensed amount of area and make the most out of it for beginner rider, for the advanced rider, literally for the mom with the stroller mm-hmm. if so chooses. And they're really looking to invest because it's it's big money. It's big dollars. It's in the new golf. And they have the golf course on the one It's side. right there, yeah. So the new golf should live pretty close to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it's, it's an activity where people do, aren't afraid to drop $10,000 on the equipment to go do this. Yes. I, I, I beg to differ that it's, uh, I, I, and I'm going to go back and retract on what I said with, with investing lots of money and what sure. you said with dropping lots of money, Ed, because one of my big selling points to the city is uh, you got to look at the money they spend and just maintenance alone on some of the projects around town, which I'm not shooting down any of those projects. Uh, I, I, I We have great baseball fields. Centennial Park. We do, yeah. Centennial Park's like the, like to me, it's one of the holy grails. I grew up traveling around with my dad playing softball and uh, honestly, I've been all over playing uh, with him, watching him play softball when I was a kid. And we have some of the best fields around, some of the greatest parks. Um, and, and our golf course is like a championship golf course. I mean, it, it, that stuff's phenomenal. And it takes money to maintain. But it takes a lot of money to maintain. And and, and I think that the people who are into that stuff deserve that stuff. And the people that came in deserve a nice baseball field. They deserve a nice golf course. But... In comparison to the money invested into a trail system, the initial investment is chump change compared to oh, yeah. I, com- I compared totally to some concur. of the studies, some of the studies that we have to spend as a city, um, or you know, I, I I can't get too specific, but some some of the money that's spent I could up front. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going God to that. Sorry, Joe. So, you will not get so. Specific. So the thing <laughs> is, is I mean, if if, if you spend twenty five thousand dollars a year as a city. I mean, that sounds like a lot of money to me. I grew up poor. I'm still right, poor. Right. Work- I'm, I'm a peasant. That's why I initially <laughs> yeah. said a lot. So that's of, a lot of money, money to me. But in comparison to other projects, it's in a municipality, now, right? Yeah, I, I know what Ed's bucket. saying, though. What he's saying, I know what you're saying on what he's saying, because you guys are out there busting your ass, kind well, of for well, free. He did almost five <laughs> miles with, like, you know, I, I think I paid probably a, a couple hundred bucks worth of tools and whiskey yeah. and whiskey and who knows how much <laughs> it, it took Beer. some Guinness. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, it was a four pack of Guinness every time I took a trip up to absolutely. That, these are expenses. These are true expenses. And, these and, are and some expenses. asshole had the nerve to still. They two. Our, we had a bottle cases. of Maker's Mark. Of Guinness and, and a brand new bottle of Maker's Mark. And I had to, re- we called it the Shady Bar. It lived <laughs> way up on top of mountain. And that's what fueled our raging passion to dig in the dirt yeah. in the middle of the hottest of temperatures or the freezing of winter because it was a long project. It takes a long time to bench cut a trail into a mountain, you know, a thousand feet up. Uh, where, yeah. You know, you have a thousand feet of elevation. Let's go back to theft. Who Somebody stole. Don't really know. I, I made I mean, the mistake so, of leaving it there for too long. It know, wasn't like it wasn't like uh, the ice chest was like a bright red ice chest. No, with, I camouflaged with a, with a white, ice chest with a white lid. It was with, camouflaged with indigenous literally. plants and such. And it was and <laughs> you it, couldn't even see it. And it was hidden in a spot that. I mean, the only way anybody would even venture to that spot is if they're like dying of heat and they just need to venture because whoa, there's some shade. Could like, someone on a quad could have gotten there? Oh, no, absolutely no. not. I mean, and that's one of the things is most of the trails and things that we work on and advocate. I mean, I, again, I have nothing against motorized vehicles. In fact, I love zipping around on a dirt bike or a quad and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
we it, it's really dangerous to intermix uh you know vehicles that are motorized by a human and vehicles that are motorized by an engine absolutely so we we try to separate that at, at all costs possible um and those trails are literally eight to ten inches maybe 12 inches wide with exposure i mean there is no <laughs> yeah. way they're like really there, you guys. couldn't get uh you couldn't get a quad up there you roll over on your back so do you think it was uh, i have a question too this will kind of bring into that are, are all these things you guys are cutting into and these trails you're making is this also for hikers too absolutely hikers horseback riders okay anything um, non-motorized trail, i'll tell you who uses the trails the most the trail the mountain biker is probably the highest usage okay or last i checked uh then comes believe it or not the trail runner you would be amazed on how many people run our trails that that one's way up there okay um then of course the equestrian and the hiker probably they're, they're almost equal um depending upon which trail system we're looking at which side of the trail system because they all have individual names okay um but the mountain biker is definitely the highest but usage. the only group really that's that's maintaining and advancing this is you guys right is is crater yeah, yeah. It, the mountain wow. bikers and the mountain bikers really were instrumental in starting a lot of this they had the mojave mountain bikers group or something like that uh-huh. like you know the guys the older generation the guys before me uh that really gave legs to the situation that worked with the old uh blm director and they they you know us they assembled themselves uh-huh. They they one guy it literally was a one fella walked up and and asked BLM hey what does it take he said get yourself some voices assemble a group make things happen because more voices get more attention uh-huh. and they they broke ground with that they it had legs it went someplace and it gave birth to what we have now and then you got guys like me and Ryan that are just want to carry that torch we're so grateful for what we have that we want to add to it. We're like, man, this is so solid. This is so, it just brings me so much joy. I want to work to make this just a little Absolutely. bit longer, a little bit better. We want to, well, you know, one of we my- want more people to see this. I can't believe this, that we're like not even standing in Disneyland lines, like you said earlier, yeah. to yeah. get our chance to ride this. Right. Like, this is incredible. I can't believe this is free. Yeah. One of my big things is I, I, I really want to see some younger kids start getting into it and uh, last week, I actually had uh, a couple of younger BMX kids that I associate with, you know, um, that reached out to me and said, hey, we got mountain bikes. And that warmed my heart, man. That's cool. Oh, yeah. so, but yeah. but but to get back to it and pay homage again, I'm, I'm a dude who likes to pay homage. You know, there, there are people that I don't know personally, and there are people I know personally that are from the 90s era of mountain biking that are like, die hardcore mountain bikers Roots. and they are the ones who really kind of laid the ground and then uh you have uh scott o'donnell took um he talked to imba at like a mountain bike festival one time and they said hey this is what it takes to become a chapter you just got to form a 501c3 we'll help you and guide you through the process and he went and did it and and uh you know went and took the necessary steps to make it happen and put it in paper. And then you have people like Ed and, uh, and, and Doug Descharmes and, uh, Phil Fowler and Jim, James Madison, who I thought he was dead. James Madison. Yeah. 
Madison, yeah. like like Madison versus Marbury, like yeah. I, I would say James Dolly Madison. Madison is is pretty close to dead and has a dead kind of <laughs> oh, attitude. Oh my god, this is terrible. Say, <laughs> and I hope he's listening to this. I hope he hears. Oh, this. he has a good sense James of humor, Jim Madison. Oh, that. I hope you hear this. I, he's a sour old pickle. He's, he's got the best humor. You got to take the guy with a grain of salt. Okay, I mean he's he's, he's literally put. We were talking about the former president, right? One of the, the founding fathers. James Madison. Yeah. Right. Who's who's <laughs> James Madison you're talking about? Oh, this guy's a character. Oh, he's a old, one of the like old it. guys that like was OG mountain biker. Yeah, he's one of the guys now. from the 90s. That, and he cool. is a freaking who. That dude is, he's too much trouble. You does he any? still ride? He does. Just, uh, yeah, if, if, if you don't know him on a personal level, you might not like him. Oh, you would definitely And even like if him. you know him on a personal level, you might not like him. But <laughs> I'm fairly certain. But that, you got to take him with a grain of salt. He's love a the salty guy. old codger. I love that guy. Yeah, it sounds like a good I like him already. Yeah, no. I, I'll, I'll, I feel like I'm already best friends with him because yeah. Oh, yeah. many, many people have said that exact same shit about me and about Paul. Yeah, like no, he, you really awesome. don't know. You don't know him. You yeah. don't know. Him. Yeah, he means well, but he uh, sometimes his <laughs> mouth is is very uncensored and he just doesn't care. And it, and it, sometimes it gets us in trouble. But uh, so these are someone like said the original guys that like, got this back at that was the time period when this really got going. Mountain bike. Absolutely, a lot of those, a few, a handful of those guys have passed. A handful of them are around, and a handful of them just aren't. Are, are just getting to the age where it's hard to push pedals and and i i look at those guys as inspiration and uh i think i think we really owe a lot to them for really breaking ground in this area and i think it's our job now to they broke barriers care. yeah you know because when i first moved here to the to kingman area you know late 90s if someone was riding a bicycle you were shamed on you know, you were probably a scumbag drug addict or you had a DUI or, you know, you, you were just too poor to even own and I just got a banana a pill thrown at, thrown at me. Uh, I was riding down Willow by, by that Willow Park and I got a banana pill thrown at me about a year ago. What? And I'm like so sorry. Me, it slapped <laughs> me in the face. Are you fucking serious it, right yeah, now? Yeah, it like banana. slapped me in the face. It was like in the evening time. It slapped me in the face. And then, like, somebody stuck their hand out, like, ah, yeah. And I was like, wow, dude, get out of your car, you lazy son of a bitch, and stand toe-to-toe with me if you want problems. Sure. But but I, I really don't want to be that guy. I'm getting too old for that. But uh, <laughs> it, honestly, <laughs> it's, like, yeah, like, it's funny. what the hell, man? Like, why? Yeah, I don't like, know where that is, comes where from. Where does that mentality come from, dude? Like, I'm, I, I'm not... There's a lot of well, there, there, rights, there, there are people that ride in this town on the road uh, a lot of distance. I just talked to uh, to um, Jamie Steely. She was out with a couple of her girlfriends that go riding long distances. She, there's some psycho out near uh, near a Shinarump that tr- tries to literally run them off the road, and then they go up to an intersection and stop and wait for them to show up, and and then they sped it. You know, she tell every weekend she's out. And she tells me a story about some fucking kidding. asshole. So what yeah. we need to do is we need to talk to either like a leather maker, like maybe talk to the guy at the saddle shop downtown and have scabbards made for fucking sawed off shotguns like they have for motorcycles. I had a motorcycle years ago, had a scabbard like like the Terminator. Remember Terminator 2? And he would pull, pull out that shotgun. Oh, yeah. I had a scabbard like that on my fucking 81 Honda Goldwing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know the funny part. I, I and, and I'm not some fun loving hippie like saying, "Hey, screw yeah, cars" or anything like that. But mm. it, 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 
it's just the the cars can thank the cyclist for paved roads yeah exactly there wouldn't even be paved road if it wasn't for the cyclists because the mud season would come and the cyclists could not ride there there might not be aviation for cyclists we'll talk about the connection with aviation and biking relax no fucking okay never mind your ailerons jesus i'm just gonna say it it took it took a bicycle mechanic to to advance all of society most of us watch most of us watch the mayweather and uh and and mcgregor fight right yeah, I watched the highlights. So, 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 so check this out. You got a guy who's just bonkers, incredible with the cardio. I mean, the guy is just the guy has a profound amount of stamina and stamina or stamina. <laughs> Maybe I've had we, too we much have, whiskey. We're, we're going to talk about our whiskey a little gonna bit. Say, we're going to talk about the so, whiskey we've been so, sipping. Uh, so and uh, how much stamina <laughs> I have. <laughs> <laughs> I had Joe. I had Joe. Wait a minute, Joe. I told you I'm probably not the right guy. Three points. No, 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 no. I was gonna fucking brilliant. I was gonna hey, compliment Joe so on how much stamina you had. The, the thing is, is I love it because you know me and my buddy Andy were riding a bike path on there. There's actually a bicycle designated lane on Bank Street, and we were riding it. And some guy on like a bagger Harley like swerved in close to my buddy That's Andrew. So fucking like, stupid. And, and my buddy Andrew like. He's the dude who he's 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 out rock climbing every weekend and he's just out hiking. He's out riding his bike. He's and, and the guy's fit. He's in good shape, and he's probably not a guy you'd really want to stand toe to toe with. Right. Let alone like be a guy that's you know really unhealthy riding his Harley bagger, causing problems on a guy on the bicycle. And it's like, hey man, it, what we're we're out here trying to be peaceful, and you're over here causing problems. He has balls because he's on the Harley. That's but, why but, he's got that. Yeah. And I have nothing against Harleys. Sure, they're awesome, but. Don't be an asshole, man. Yeah, respect each other. Respect it, each other. That's especially with the two wheel, to. the two wheel respect. You yeah, think, you exactly. think that would be reciprocated because the whole fucking loud pipe save lives, ride like you're invisible kind of thing that right. they, you have to do on a motorcycle is even ten times more apparent on a on a bicycle because you're way oh, slower yes. and less Fuck visible. Yes. Oh god. Which yes. I've just Jesus Christ, I've gotten recently gotten back into riding a bike. What do you need? Son? And I fucking what's that? You said Jesus Christ. I said, "What do you need, son?" Yeah. Oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> that, oh, we'll, we'll get there. No. Here's the thing. Here's how I see this. Like, I realize you're the president H fucking NIC of goddamn Crata Crata Crata. I still can't remember how to say. How do you say it? Crata. Crata. Cray 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 tay. Cray tay. Hey. No. Hey. All right, we're getting wild. I was going to say, Ed is like the Jesus Christ of bikes, and you're John the Baptist. Like, Ed. What did John the Baptist do? Like, it started Christianity. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> you don't? It's Crata. It's Nothing against any Christ writing. Okay. I just don't want to hold that responsibility. Okay, old world that. Christianity may have been a good idea. Now it's been just fucking. And now we're just pissing all slaughtered. over. Slaughtered. It's like, I don't want to go there. No, we're not. There's only so many revisions you could take to anything. Yeah. I like like this. I was just thinking Kratos stands for like Christ riding against the authority. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We need leather vests. Boom. There you go. You need alternate t-shirts. Alternate t-shirts that say that. That would be fantastic. I kind of want one. Dirt bikers for Christ. I fucking... (laughs) Oh, my God. Now I kind of want one. Absolutely. I I think that'd be a must. We claim ourselves as dirt pirates, and that just follows in that. I don't know about dirt pirate. Do you call yourselves dirt pirates? (laughs) Oh, no. You usually got one squinty eye. You got sun. Yeah, but Joe's... I know where Joe's went. I was kind of going down the dirt button. Hey, I don't... Oh, I mean... (laughs) 
I'm sorry. Not my ouch. Pirate. You're, you're, you're pretty close and, uh, it don't hurt and you're, you're pretty close and <laughs> deep into the operation of Blackbridge Brewery. <laughs> we haven't had this much whiskey. Have we? I think maybe we have. Oh. No, I think we're just Blue- having Blewery. <laughs> no, the brewery. No. But. <laughs> so. Blewery sounds like we take people in the back and just fucking yeah. service them with our mouths. <laughs> I do not take. For the record. I wondered what the Connex is for. Oh, well, the, that's what the special permitting was all about. Yeah, I understand <laughs> now. That's <laughs> how I see where all the legalities <laughs> the city. So was that's cool. why the city didn't want to approve it. Yeah, Jim McElhaney didn't like it because I didn't fondle his balls while I was blowing him. He was always pissed off about that. That's why he got fired because people put his fingers in his butt. Uh, anyway. So you, you have your hands up pretty deep. In, in the brewery. In the brewery. Go ahead. I can't wait for Tim to Let's bring this around. Do this. So Tim, you were does, saying, does, does, does Tim even know what he got himself into with the uh, the, the anniversary growler? So I mean, I think we've, I think. Oh, the, I'm abusing that shit. He, oh yeah, I, he absolutely knows what he got himself into, and we're absolutely stoked. I'm abusing because that. Every I mean, single, you guys are giving away beer at this point. I mean, our, I mean, how many weeks has it been since that anniversary? And I think, I think our growlers are paid for. It's yeah. totally oh, paid for. Fucking, and several people are like that. That have come in, man. Every Saturday, how I long do you get a growler fill for? For a year. For Holy a year. mother! Yeah, oh, we go. We go through. We go through at least four to five, if not six, <laughs> on a weekend. F- fucking insane! And it's the thing about you guys is like going out there working on these trails. All I can think of is like, God damn! I wonder how fucked up the trails are going to be because they're getting all hammered. <laughs> Except they're out there. You guys are out there drinking all this beer. And uh, sweating it out like you're oh working off. Like I, I don't need think you that guys... beer. I'm telling you, it's like liquid lunch. I yeah, mean, it is important. In all us. reality, like, we have to. In have all reality, it. you'd be surprised if you came out. We're, we're we're pretty organized. Like we have, we call to breaks. Like I have to tell Ed sometimes. I actually I've had to trick Ed and Cats both into taking a break. That like I've, I've actually had to lure them in and be like, "Hey, beer break!" Actually, we're not drinking any beer yet. We usually wait until like eleven o'clock or noon before we break into the beer and make sure we get lies. Done. Lies. <laughs> yeah. Ten thirty is first beer break. <laughs> now Ryan knows what. Ten thirty. You guys. No wonder are... you guys fucking slack off after at ten thirty. Ten thirty. I mean, that's a solid four hours of work, and then sure. you have a beer break, you know, and then because of that beer break, and then we cut the next beer break is in half the amount of time. It's another two hours from then. That's that, that's that called keeps ins- us out there. A while. That's incentivizing, man. That's when, how you do that. When you yeah. guys are out there cutting trails, normally, how many people are out there when you go out there and do it? I know that varies, but just give me an idea. Is it five, ten, two? Like five, six people that okay. are like solid, dedicated, okay. constantly, always out there. Okay, you know? that's but, good. But I'll tell you what, this uh, last couple years has been due to social media and just public awareness has been a resurgence and just people doing some grassroots activities. I mean, we're talking about people that have probably volunteered and done other stuff, other places, Mm -hmm. but then like really see a cause. They're like, wow, this directly affects me, but at the same time also pleases others. This is like a win-win right now. And I'm also getting healthy out of this Uh and the people don't suck. And they have cold Gatorade? I'm going to be here every <laughs> Gatorade. weekend. This is all right. And not yeah. to mention Legend of Tom. Legend or, of Tom yeah. almost froze. I yeah. mean, that ice chest yeah. that was donated by Blackbridge. I mean, that thing is so good. I put a little bit of water in there. I start it with water. 
because water takes up airspace and it's against the ground is where things need to be most insulated. Right. And then I put the ice in there. I'll tell you what, that stuff freezes to our cups and freezes to the growlers. That's nice. awesome. Like it's encrusted nice. in ice on the outside. Yeah, that, Tim, that stuff is crispy. Tim's a good dude, so isn't he? Delicious. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He, he made a Did you hear about how that oh, yeah, came yeah, about yeah. with the cooler thing? Yeah, like no, that? I saw it on, I yeah, it on social like media. I was asking around. I was like, hey, man, I know there's a lot of radical outdoors people around here that, like, you know, have boats that go out on side-by-sides. And do, you know, uh, people that just do adventure stuff, like just go for as far as they can, halfway through the gas tank, turn around and come home. You know, people that are just nomadic, fun people out there. What's the best ice chest out there? You know, I got lots of people that had suggestions, you know, but check this out. All right. I checked this out before I could say go. Tim had that sucker on tap. Like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? I got, I got my ice chest for you. Uh, can't, can't, you, you. You need this right for the weekend. And my jaw hit the floor. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I wasn't asking for anything. I can't right. even believe he's just like so in he sees us come in dirty and, and <laughs> stinky and just sweat rings around our hats faded and beat down. And he's just he sees us come in weekend after weekend. Yeah. He's like, you know what, these these guys are all right. They're actually doing something and they're coming and they are getting the ultimate I don't know if anybody enjoys my beer more than these five freaks right it's now. It's true. <laughs> Absolutely. He and I have actually talked about that. And I can tell you one of my favorite things on Saturday is and it's i don't know why i don't know if he's because he's an older dude and he's like more efficient at getting the fuck out of there and getting to this beer but when, I, when alan shows up oh yeah. when i see that dirty ratty old fucking mustang pull he's up my and, favorite and what i love about it is like he backs he fucking pulls he like he'll back that mustang <laughs> into a spot on beale street and I know there's more money in the bike on top of the Mustang than there is in the <laughs> Mustang. How so, true is that? Or let's it's talk fucking, about the bike rack. How about the bike top. rack? The I've never Barbie, bike rack on the, the top Barbie of the Mustang. Let's talk about bike that. Rack. Barbie it's worth more than the, yeah, than the Mustang. It's maybe. so fucking funny. The, the dude's a fabrication genius. I mean, like, he, 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 really he can work Mr. iron Mr. like nobody has ever fucking worked. I, I also like, love he, the... He was my go-to guy. All right, now... We had a couple characters that, like, you know, helped start the crowd of movement. You know, the couple of people we already mentioned. One of the guys, I, I, I don't know if he'll ever hear this. Actually, I'm gonna force him to hear this. Uh, Boone, he used to live here. You oh, totally yeah, know the, who Boone is. The Booner, yeah. Yeah, so Boone. Started, I've heard this. I've he heard started the name. scratching around, and he's like, you know, then that was riding around in White Cliffs, and you know, we kind of assembled on it a little bit. We need to get a legit club going on, like they did to get Monolith going on, because Boone inquired about stuff. Right. You know, he's a smart cat. So he, he got things kind of like just the, the atmosphere adjusted for us to like all kind of get on the same mentality. And he's like, you know what else would be really rad is if we had these like foldable, collapsible, like made small so they could fit in our backpack, like trail tool of some sort, like a real robust rake or something because we were yeah. always destroying stuff. Alan came to the calling. He built us trail rakes. We've gone through like three revisions at this point. I mean, I've worked that trail rake over like you've never seen. It's been a pry bar. I've used it to break a lock open to get my bike out of my truck because the lock froze to my truck. <laughs> oh, I mean, shit. this is a real piece of weaponry. I mean, this is oh, I'd love to see no this. joke. Yeah. And it's, it's at this point, it's refined. It's strong. He makes the bags. He sews it, everything. He no shit. It. Yeah, I, I can mean, throw it in my, in my two liter my two liter Osprey pack, I can, I mean, this is like the most it's, minimal change trail. Wow. Here. You got to have brought one of these in. I wish you would have brought one in. We could talk about it and say that. I have one in my truck. Yeah. It's, oh, on the, it's you, fantastic. Oh, on break, I'll go grab it. 
Excellent. Yeah. I need to see this piece. And at that point, let's go. Let's take, do it. Let's take, take a, a break, break right now. Yep. Let's do it. All right. We've gone a little while. Let's go and take a break and All look right, at this you thing. F- you fuckers, listen to some Roger music. That. All right, welcome back to Cartoon Casual. After our break, looking at the stars outside, it was kind of fun. So we're gonna keep uh, Joe. You had I, I have a question. Uh-huh. Bicycles are the ones with with two wheels. Dust, right? Dust. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. Crack open more whiskey. I think I think the word bicycle by meaning two. Yeah, like bisexual. Right. You could be het- heterosexual in it with two people. <laughs> <laughs> bivalve, for example, bivalve. <laughs> this is but, where we go tricycle. The bi is of the same, and both wheels are the same. B- oh, that's where the bisexual part comes from. Because that's before the, that was a penny farthing, and they didn't call him a bicycle. Well, Paul, you remember those? <laughs> with your leather helmet, stuffed with fucking feathers or some shit. Dur- on during the during the during the town uh, thing, then the weekends, and then all the strongman people and all that. Guys yeah, lifting with, up fucking triangle shaped weights and stuff. <laughs> that's pretty fucking badass. You and Jeremiah Green were hanging out together with your oh, mustaches, yeah. riding your fucking penny farthings. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. We've lost Ed. We oh. fucking lost. Yeah, Ed's it. Ed's, Ed's oh, tapping goodness. out. All right, here's what's gonna have He's to happen. He's got a mustache too, though. He does. It's true. It's not a. I was just thinking, Ed, you know, Ed. Do you know who you remind me of? What's that, sir? Either Mario or Luigi. I can't fucking figure out You're which one. You're not is. the first person. To I say had that. a feeling. It was not original thought. It's unfortunate. Paul? My last look was the Jesus Christ caveman look, so <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm working fu- my way up. <laughs> sermon, Jesus Christ caveman. Jesus look. Christ cave. That's a musical. Do you have a photograph of this we can share in the? I, I possibly. Okay, do. I kind of want this. <laughs> Jesus Christ cave. All right, so, so let's shut up for a second. You. Sh- All right. <laughs> Thank you. We're gonna. We could be talking. We were outside talking about some of the bike racks that Ed's friend makes with the group and all these different things, and we're Alan's going. Oh my. Ironworks. Yes. And I've got a list here of shit we've got to talk about to promote your group and this upcoming race and all this other stuff. If we don't kind of go through this list, like the bing, the bing, the bing, we're, n- we're just going to be a seven, eight, nine hour podcast. But wait, Damn, be- I had before we do that, airplane questions. How many Joes is ba-ding, da-ding, da-ding? That, oh, ba-ding, that, ba-ding, ba-ding. Would that be three full revolutions? That's, that's three, three like, Joes. Yeah. Three full Joes. And then the, or the, at least three quarters of a giga Joe. But then after those three three Joes, you have like a jiggle factor, which is about a 0.25 of a roll. Oh, okay. Right. So yeah. 
Yeah, you guys. All are, right, you guys are fucking right, assholes. Did, did, I can't believe I ever fucking said something. I should never have brought that come up. Come sit on my lap. I, no, come, fuck come you, on. Ed. <laughs> it, it actually, I actually stole that from a friend of mine who has terrible uh, motion sickness, and he couldn't. We were trying, like, he loves the Born Identity, like a Born movie, Jason Born movies. Sure, sure. And we went to go and watch the first one in the theater, and he actually had to get up and went to the bathroom, threw up, and came back and was like, "What did I miss?" And I was like, no way. "Why do you smell so bad?" And he's like, "I just threw up. I have motion sickness. He can't watch shit." Right from a Born Identity so, movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all wow. the shaky fucking camera work. Oh, my so parents hated that new when that all came out. He's those... so fucking funny about it. So now when he reviews, he'll review movies and put them on, no on Facebook. And he'll be like, this is a, I give it an 8 out of 10 puking Ryans. <laughs> and he's got like these little icons. It's just like a picture of him that looks like he's throwing up. Yes. So like, that's like the, how, that's a great concept. The Blair Witch Project funny. must be the baseline. I'm, I'm like, sure he just threw up five that's minutes That's the high water mark. Uh, I, I, anyway. Is the, was the Born Identity movie or the Born, whatever, the first one that did it, my parents hated this whole shaky camera thing when it first came out your parents were probably pissed because there's there were talkies (laughs) they're not that old they're not that old they're not that old (laughs) the shit talking commence yeah no shit right (laughs) talkies yeah yeah talkies (laughs) yeah we went to the theater and the folks talked on the screen it was very rude we we couldn't have our own conversations (laughs) by golly (laughs) the audio was terrible (laughs) mother was clutching her pearls throughout the entire movie so so (laughs) my stars oh my land land sakes (laughs) (laughs) fucking anyway okay shit i'm not fucking around here I'm not fucking around. Get your fist out of my face. We're, we're going to have to go through this list, but first, before we go through the list, because here I go, we're going to have to talk about this whiskey that uh, Ryan brought and how it's kind of, um, how it does its thing on the ocean. So just, I'm going to let you have it, man. You bought these cool three bottles of whiskey. Whiskey? The, yeah, they're, they're all whiskeys. Yeah, they're all whiskeys. They're all whiskey. Yeah. I thought was one was a, yeah, they're all, they're all whiskeys. They're all whiskeys. All of them, yeah. Okay. One, one's Uncultured a single malt, the other one's yeah. a, uh, a bourbon, and uh, the other one's a blend. First one was Rogue, Dead Guy. That's that's Rogue, uh, Dead Guy. What they do is they 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 put the they they ferment it. Dead Guy Ale. Word. Yeah, they like ferment pre- Dead Guy Ale, yeah. and then they put it in uh, that they, they let it age over in the ocean for one month, um, and then they put it in oak barrels, and uh, it's it's in a 2013 award winning um, blended whiskey. Um, How stoked about it are you? I, I, I mean, like the way my, that, my, my that, stoke, that one breathed well. Did, did you really talk about how they do this with the ocean, though? That, that, no, this is a well, different one. This is not the one. Oh, I'm not that, that, that's the first one. That's what we started with. Um, you know, my stokeometer is not really through the roof on that one. It, it didn't. Um, it barely registered I, I, on mine. I, I really respect the shit out of Rogue for the quality brews they, they, they craft. But uh, It had a great breath. It, as far I thought it as, had a great breath. It, it, it's a $40 bottle, and... <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it's worth trying. It, everybody's got a different palate and taste. Um, I thought it wasn't. Joe thought it so reminded him of his, of his balls or something, and I wasn't yeah, quite. Yeah, after I like I tasted <laughs> it, I was like, this that. is nothing really to write home about after I first tasted uh, it. And I then I put some you. put some water. Yeah, it was just kind of forgettable. And I put a little bit of water in it, and I shit you not, I thought I had, like, touched my balls. <laughs> And then went to take a drink because I, I smelled something kind of funky. And then I realized I switched hands and and smelled the glass, and it was actually the whiskey. So like it does, it's got a funk to it, and it's not a it's not a Belgian farmhouse ale that's supposed to have a funk. It's a I'm, whiskey. I'm, I'm probably not the right guy to ask. Anyways, I'm a I'm a 
kind of biased i'm a bourbon drinker i like american whiskeys more than anything else uh i i really appreciate scotch as well i just don't have really the, well the i think pocket book i, I think what happened is is ryan, ryan showed up with these three bottles and i think he thought i've heard your guys podcast it's kind of a drinking show <clears throat> And it, it's, it, it's like we sit around and drink, and then recording happens. It's like yeah. the recording is actually secondary. Well, my like. other passion, aside from cycling, is one of them's whiskey. And, sure, and that's, that's not a, a bad passion. So, so I brought my so, writer. So the whole idea today. is I brought three bottles in my collection that were all ocean aged, and one was the dead guy. Uh, second is the Jeffersons, which is really unique to me and one of my favorites because I, I like that one. Uh, quite this, a bit. Let's talk bottle, about let's talk about ocean aging though. People yeah. don't know about this. So ocean aging, uh, there's there's a couple different ways of doing it. Um, basically, you're the barrel, the wood is really absorbing a lot of the salt in the air, mm-hmm. and and it's the wetness. I mean, in a barrel house, I mean you have people attending barrel houses in Kentucky and and other places that are literally spraying down barrels and turning barrels with by water hand yeah. and stuff like that to keep the the staves moist and keep them probably expanded and everything and keep them yeah. expanded exactly so and just ad- adhering to them when you have that on the ocean the humidity is such at a high at such a high point and there's so many other uh other elements and and salts in the air that it's gonna it's gonna create a different profile as the wood absorbs that so, so to be even more specific, these barrels are put on boats, on ships, whatever, and they f- literally are floating around as they are doing their thing. Isn't that correct? Well, Jefferson's is one of my favorite, and that's that's a really unique thing. And I should uh, I should give thanks to uh, Brock, my buddy Brock, for actually gifting me this bottle, knowing that I love whiskey so much and, mm-hmm. and really seeking it out. Um, but uh, it's ocean age, so the owner of Jefferson's, his best friend, does a shark. Uh, it's like a shark study program where he owns a large ship that travels the seas constantly. Um, he's crossing the equator four times a year on average or so, some, something of that nature. Um, and he owns a nonprofit organization that studies sharks, basically. So he told... Uh, I forgot his name. But, Fred, uh, call him Fred. Fred. Fred over at Jefferson's. I'm totally not his name. But uh, I want to George like Trey or George, something. George Jefferson. Anyways. Oh, my God. He, he told him, hey, throw, throw Wait, is he? God damn it. Sorry. That was my George Jefferson. Go on. So, so whiskey gets its profile and its taste from aging in a barrel. Um, that... That's how, that's how Joe gets his profile and taste from aging in a barrel. I age in a barrel. <laughs> Go ahead. You sick son of a bitch. <laughs> My, you sick son of a bitch. I'm sorry. We're fucking up your story, but that's what's happening because the so, second, second well, segment. Well, I drag on. I drag no, on. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. The, short and, story long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically he said, hey, you know, if we're on the ship, the ship isn't steady all the time like land masses, and it's always going to be swashing around. And... It's gonna get it's gonna get aged a lot quicker, and it's gonna have a totally different profile. And depending on the route we take throughout the seas, it's gonna have a different taste and profile. So each voyage is gonna taste a little bit different. We're sipping Voyage Eleven right now, is what we're drinking. Okay, and that's the eleventh voyage they ventured out on. With these do you barrels. know what they're up to now? Which voyage number? Do you have I have idea? no idea. Okay. I want to say something around like 23, 24, okay. but which is um, so cool. I love that. It's such a small batch. Like you no, know, yeah. like. I don't think people realize how small of a batch that could be. Like, even if it was on a giant shipping container ship that's a thousand feet long that was filled to the gills, it's still pay, it's still less than 
0.001% of all whiskey that's consumed every year. So being on a smaller uh, research vessel, because actually I remember you told me about this months ago and I just looked it up. Like I made it a note to look up Jefferson's, like the Voyage series. And it's a, it's not a very large vessel. It's like a 75 foot research. No shit. That's yeah. It. Like yeah it's a small, there's not very many so barrels it's, on it's there. Is it hard to get this? Because you go to any of... I mean, you can go to Total Wine. And they have it. And, and they have it. Okay. Yeah. You can go. It's it's really cool, and the, the process is really neat. That what they the way they go through that, and and again, like you said, like I've never heard of another like they agitate whiskey barrels like on a schedule, like every right. five days they'll do a quarter turn and they'll go through and turn and, and stuff like that. But it's still not going to um, it's still not going to do the same thing as like the is just like constant swaying. Well, and the and, and then the elements it's taking. I mean, yeah. the, the 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 salt that's coming from the ocean and the Indian Ocean is going to be completely different profile than what's coming out of the pacific Ocean. this is a, such a cool so, concept i'm sure so, the barometric pressure changes yeah absolutely. yeah, you're sure. at yeah. there's, the there's a lot of variables for sure now do um, they do ocean aged like rum do they do ocean i sure, yeah, shit sure probably do. wasn't on that's purpose they just fucking were I mean, carting it around some, everywhere this yeah. is some pirate ass shit <laughs> i'm is. sure that's they where the idea originated from more than more than likely but you know and there's lots of different ways like you were saying with agitation i just want to bring up a really cool place real quick um in estes park colorado um, called Elk Tito's? Elkins Distillery. They're ta- they're doing something phenomenal that I would have never crossed my mind. And it's a professor over at uh, in Boulder and a local guy there, young kid in in Essex, that just has a lot of passion with whiskey. They're taking laundry sacks and filling them up with cut up Jack Daniels barrels, and they're putting them in their White Dog or New Make, um, whatever you want to call it, which is new distilled whiskey um, before it's aged. And they're running uh, aerators through it for a week or two at a time. And then they're putting it in a pot and setting it on like a very large scale uh, ultrasonic cleaner and running it for like 45 minutes to agitate the shit out of it and age, make the aging process. Come, make it like, come out. Yeah. 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 And they're bottling like they've, they have existed for like a year and well, probably now almost two years. And I got to view this place when I went and seen a band that I really love called Murder by Death um, last year. And holy shit, man, to see that operation and how, how just simply intelligent it is was, was a real treat. So there's, there's a lot of cool things happening. Chris Morris over at Woodford Reserve, if you're into whiskey or bourbon, uh, definitely check out what he's doing with like fig barrels and things like that. This is really fucking Wo- interesting. Woodford is another one that's uh, doing weird experimentation with uh, stainless steel kegs and putting, again, like uh well they're pushing the envelope barrel. from what's traditional and yeah and I, some people are really pissed off about yep. that like they're they're like traditionalist whiskey distillers that are just really livid about it and i think you know it's two th- we're going into 2018 man we gotta there's no reason not to tr- play around with some stuff yeah, yeah. Right? and and yeah. and the thing that woodford's always done is they've used that they 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 source their water from a limestone creek that runs right next to the distillery and uh kind of off the Ohio River and yeah. uh it's it's badass man like they the Woodford does crazy cool shit so they the the one that I really liked was the pressurized they're taking beer kegs filling them up with white dog the like the you know your first not first run but your unaged whiskey full strength and putting them into uh airtight containers with wood staves or wood shavings pressurizing it and simulating 10 years of aging in a barrel in about two weeks 
Yeah, and it's coming out like now. The people want it, the product now. It's not seventeen eighty. Yeah, and I can see well, how they that don't pro- have time to put it on the Nina or the Pinta. And <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Before long, someone's gonna do a, re- a replica ship or a boat like that, and they're gonna sail across, and they're gonna try to duplicate what they did. Rape and pillage and murder off entire. There, there'll like be the some Tino s- Indians are gonna die. There could be at some point some swashbuckling going on. I hope oh, there's yeah. plenty of swashbuckling. I, I do want to touch on this other <laughs> bottle real quick. Oh yeah, yeah that's that's really one, now so, this one is my favorite. Yeah, so, so far it's my Talisker favorite. is uh, a nice Tal- smoky. They're back. from the Isle of Skye. Um, in Scotland, and it's a single, it's a single malt scotch, mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, I really love scotch, and I have a big appreciation for it. I don't have a pocketbook for it. I mean, the cool God, thing about American great. whiskey, which anybody who knows me has heard me say a million times, is you can buy a bottom bottom shelf American whiskey, and it's as good as some of the top. When shelves. when we used to visit True. to to Germany, these these sailplane composite glider factories and stuff, they, one of the things they requested we brought over were American whiskeys. Yeah, you know, and not even that expensive. They they wanted the shit that we just kind of uh, whatever, yeah. and they just loved us for bringing it over as a gift. It's to something the, different. Like, yeah. yeah, people people don't realize that some of that bottom shelf American whiskey is actually just just as good quality as some of the top shelf that people are drinking. You know, they're just paying for a label or a name, mm-hmm. but uh. So to touch on on the Talisker now, that's that's a different kind of whiskey. It's a single malt Scotch, and that's uh, aged at the Isle of Skye in Scotland, um, right right off the coast. Um, so it's really absorbing. They're really absorbing the elements there in that in that particular area. Um, it, this has a really peaty profile, um, super smoky, um, super but, smoky. But, I love it. But the yeah, thing that is, was great. is it's a it's a phenomenal bottle for under 100 bucks the thing i don't like about scotch like i said is i mean you got to have the pocketbook for it it's it's i mean you got to be upwards close to 100 dollars or more to start touching into good quality Decent stuff yeah, yeah did so. you ever get a chance to try the pete lafosse the the beer at the at blackbridge that was modeled after lafroy 10 absolutely and yeah it was great and that's why i was telling paul earlier i have i have three or four go-to scotches for my pocketbook being somebody who can't spend more than a hundred dollars and that's oban oban's great um you can get bottles of oban for under a hundred dollars talisker uh 10-year talisker storm you can get uh laforig laforig that's what i have here isn't it yeah, yeah. laforig is great um and then you have like these really cheap ones i really hate bashing people but like some of these cheap spay burns and glen fittiches they're good but they're not they're not on the level of of, of something like they're really Talisker not or the, not now we're not even i really wish the that what he would have brought was the stuff that he aged himself with the pecans what? that was excellent really i you would really appreciate this a guy living <laughs> in the south this this would have been right up your alley you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like this who, who helped pick those is pecans? That still gone? <laughs> yeah that's the it's point, time that's the point to really make quick. another batch boy that okay. was great so i have a couple i have a couple small liter bar- barrels of uh american oak and I've done different things with them. I have three barrels that I've I've consecutively used um, a few times, but uh, I'm looking to venture out a little more as I educate and learn and, and play with things more. Uh, but generally, I'll buy White Dog from Buffalo Trace. Uh, Buffalo Trace is a very good, reliable distillery, and uh, I can't get anything from Heaven Hill of White Dog really. Um, very easily like I would like to, which is which is my ultimate favorite. Anyways, so I take them and I have one that I call um, Sin Aman. <laughs> it gets Saigon cinnamon sticks that are aged in the barrel with the white dog. 
So it gives you a um, fireball profile with a palette of a true whiskey drinker. Uh, I was just thinking that's instead not of so like sugary, <laughs> like instead of like cheap basic white girls drinking it, it's actually like yeah, exactly. pretty sophisticated. So like I said, it's fireball uh, without all the sugar. Yeah, without yeah. all the sugar and the bullshit. Which yeah. truth be told, man, it. I. I am one of those people. I like. I kind of like Fireball. I don't do shots of it. Like I've sipped it before, and I kind of wonder what the base whiskey tastes tastes like without all the horseshit that they put in there because it can't be bad because it doesn't make me want to fucking retch. You know what right. I mean? Like it. it I mean, it, I guess it could be fucking awful, but I've always wanted to try it. Paul, do you want to tell Ryan what you were drinking a few weeks ago when you were in South Carolina? Uh. Uh. Oh. Uh. My, now I might. Now you're gonna be a dick. No, I, 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 my, it was so good, it's forgettable. You forgot it's a Pappy Van Winkle. The yes, 20, thank you. The oh, 23, yeah. the 23 yeah. year, absolutely. Yeah. Pappy Van so yeah, I went there to work on a on a composite aircraft, and uh, this buddy of mine who owns or runs part of the company, and I spent the night with him, and we we go friends from we're friends from way back, and uh, he's got he, he collects machine guns too, so we're out in his backyard shooting Mac tens and Uzis, fully automatic. Oh, Excellent. Just yeah. fucking. <laughs> Typical country boys that grew up and now have money. Right. You guys still don't get rid of that white trash upbringing. Like I mean, you if you're drinking don't. Pappy Van Winkle, right. you have money. Yeah, so right. then, then yeah. We, as, we're, as we're in there, as he's reloading these large magazines, he brings out the Pappy Van Winkle. I'm going, this is funny, Tommy. I would be sitting there going, I, I would just sit there and, 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 and take a step back and go, all right. Well, not really much has changed except for how much money we're spending on the firearms and the whiskey. Like, <laughs> right. Like instead of it truly really is no difference. No, I mean, you could, yeah, yeah. old turkey and fucking twelve gauge shitty yeah. shotguns, and now you got your Mac tens and uh, fucking excuse Uzi. me, Uzi, Uzi which is a step pappy. up from Mad Dog in a twenty five. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So I felt very privileged. I, in fact, I, I, here's how. Whatever, very whatever. I because I was like I said I don't want to really try this Tommy because I save it for someone that really matters and he kind of got pissed off at me yeah goes, I would have been insulted he goes, really ask because that you what all the shit we've been through you and guys have been friends since penny farthings yeah. were around man fuck <laughs> <laughs> you and your petty farthing penny farthing so the thing about Pappy Van Winkle is it's a really good whiskey but they do limited releases and when you get into those like the Willet uh, Willet does a lot of uh, limited release stuff Pappy Van Winkle uh, you know and you get near scotches like your King James and stuff like that those guys are doing really limited releases and unfortunately you're paying for that limited release so. yeah you're no, not yeah. paying for the quality you're paying for how little well, it is the on the market well the quality's there i would well, i would say the quality is definitely above par but it's a supply and demand thing period it is a supply and yeah. demand yeah. thing yeah so that's that's a uh, so back to what he was saying with the pecans. So I took some pecans and I I, I took a pecan wood, sorry, and I put it in a liter jar and I fire. Well, I put it in a pan, stainless pan. I doused it with a couple shots of white dog. Oh, you've got to. And that. then I lit it on yeah. fire and let it char. And then I let it. I poured the rest of the white dog in a mason jar and set it in the sun for two weeks. It was. Oh delicious. And then I took it and I strained it through a cheesecloth into a white oak barrel, American oak barrel. And then let it age um, a liter barrel. The math says, you know, around four months or so and just turning it and everything. And then uh, it turned out pretty good. The one I really like that, that, that I could not I, literally within three days, I was completely out of um, was single speed coffee roasters out of Flagstaff. Mm. Great people. Yes. Very, very into bicycles. Um, if you ever get a chance and you're in Flagstaff, I would highly recommend you if you're into coffee at all. 
you need to go buy single speed roasters. Okay. Now, where, where Brad, are they in Florida? Brad, Brad is up to par with the original roasters of uh, Starbucks. So to put him, put it on that level, it's a very local, small uh, owned place, locally owned place, but they are phenomenal. They do a lot for the cycling community, um, but they're located right behind, uh, right behind 66. Um, south of the tracks there in Flagstaff. Uh, kind of right downtown area? Downtown Caddy Corner from Biff's, Biff's Bagels or uh, behind, uh, what's that called? Alpine? The the bar and restaurant? Yeah. Uh, alt- yes. Or Altitudes? Altitudes. Altitudes. Yeah. Yeah. Altitudes is what I'm thinking of. Because I didn't know there was another roaster. I know there's Fire Creek, which is one of my standbys. The new one, newish one I really like is Matador. That's at that service station, the old like uh, it's in like an old service station uh, on the corner of Butler and um, I lost it. The main drag there, like it turns into sixty six when you go downtown. Oh, the name uh, they give it. Um, I, late for the train. Fucking no, this yeah. Matador or Matador uh, Roasters. Uh-huh. So this place is called again Single Speed. Single Speed Coffee Roasters. Single Check Speed Coffee Roasters. No, I'm definitely They're great people. So they they they've actually given me beans and I've taken those and. Uh, did the same thing as I did with the pecan wood. I put them in a liter of white dog and a mason jar set out in the sun, let it really expose itself, and uh, put it in a white oak barrel. And the and base, the wi- like the white dog is uh, bourbon. It's a yeah, fifty-one percent, yeah. whatever the hell. It, uh, I, I always forget. I, um, I corn, used corn. to corn. Thank you, fifty-one yeah. percent corn. Yeah. Yep. So to corn. keep this booze talk going, we're gonna have to get onto. Bicycles, yeah, we need to get But but quickly touch on though, this town is working on some collaboration. Right, we have the distillery here. We have Tim's with his barrel aging stuff in the coffee, local coffee. Yeah, they're yeah, also the, kind of dicking around the, with all this stuff too. Yeah, We're, Legend of Tom. We got Beale Street Brews downtown. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they kick it up pretty good. And, really and but but they're borrowing each other's barrels and coffee and aging things different ways between the distillery and doing all sorts of weird. Yeah, shit. but it, it, we, super psyched. All, all kinds that. of happy handshakes. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We could absolutely. go. We could go on down that road forever too. But but we need to get through some of this stuff. We're not gonna. We got to promote this. What they're here Sorry, for. Sorry, Dad. All right, we need to fucking get. get, get. Don't have to do All right, so so the, well, <laughs> so we're gonna kind of go down this list of shit. We got to touch on this. We yep. got. We got to. Let's get on it. Okay, fine. All right, so put the put their specs on. I got right. to look at that. All right, so I got his he, glasses on, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen <laughs> shit is fucking yeah. serious I'm, now. I'm, I'm really getting down. Call me Ben Ben Franklin. So, mm-hmm. um, if you're scared, go to church. There, <laughs> shit. There are specifically three areas you guys are working on right now. We're talking about monolith. And then the downtown stuff, the White Cliffs, right? And then the Hualapai. That and basically Hualapai's, the three areas. Yes. Are you focusing mainly right now on Monolith? That's pretty much what you're doing at the moment. Right now, the physical efforts are going into Monolith. Okay, and, and before we go much further, where exactly? For those that don't really know, how do you get to Monolith? If you're gonna, if you're in Kingman or wherever, there you are. are three trailheads. You could either access it from Beale. Okay. You could access it from Metwell Drive, which is downtown at the. What is that? What's the Chevron applause for? Sh- that's that's my favorite trailhead. Oh, okay. Ah. And you could access it from Coyote Pass, which is to drive to the Castle Rock Bar, turn around. On 93, right there, coming on 93 in out of town. And come yeah. back or go into Golden Valley and turn around after the interchange there and come okay. back. Uh, my preferred favorite way to do it is I like the punishment of going uphill from Metwell. Okay. Um, it's got a beautiful caliche path uh, over a great cattle guard we had installed so you don't have to get off your bike and open a fence to get on and through and it's really super gorgeous coming through that little canyon cut uh easiest access is probably from beale street because you could go the back way you don't have to worry about traffic ford bill 
Fort Beale, thank you. So you have to get to Fort Beale. Fort yes, Beale through Clax Canyon area. Okay. Yes. There's well, a people can look that up. Off Anson Smith Road. Yeah. yeah, if people don't know, they can just look it up. So we're not going to go too Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend any of the uh, smartphone apps out there. Everybody's got a smartphone. Either Trail Forks or Mountain Bike Projects. Either one of those apps will show you all the trailhead. Will show you on the map as a dot moving around the earth. No matter which way you fold the earth you will be there that's fantastic you could find yourself auto locate and see where you're at on the trail you cannot get too far do flat earthers no you can fold the earth uh-huh the, you, you actually can, you can it's like a pac-man level when you, you escape the one if there's side, any flat earthers the if there's any flat earthers that listen to this podcast like you, fuck, just fuck off do you like, think seriously you think, like just fucking <laughs> die in a fire think of folding Please. maps and stuff and maybe it's how the flat earthers think that because the map unfolds and it's kind of flat and then that they just carry that on to their I would personally how buy abrasive. them all each a globe it's how abra- <laughs> how how dare you how that's so abrasive so how many I, crikey yeah. okay you got you whiskey you lushes out there quit drinking i'm talking about this seriously <laughs> how many loops are on uh, on uh, on uh, monolith and how many miles of trails total are out there right now all said in total, oh. there's a little around over 40 um, miles. We have miles, miles of trail, yes. Jesus, not uh, loops. Surbat Foothill Rim area, uh, recreation area, uh, encompasses all of Coyote Pass area. I'm talking as far away as almost to the mine and back all the way almost into town. Uh, by the time we get the Trail Forks app uploaded with everything that we have on there, uh, we're, we're we're surpassing forty. So, so okay, so that's fantastic. That's Th- not to include what we want with forty miles of coming down out of the Wallapies down into downtown Kingman, uh, the South Side, which is a uh, huge ball field. And BLM is working with you guys on that, aren't Absolutely. they? Absolutely, BLM, the Park Service. I mean, there there's multiple landowners. It's a ten year project or so, Th- but this it's is being a etched big in. Scope. The 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 groundwork's already being broke. Uh, well, I shouldn't say the groundwork's being broke, but. But as far as on the back end, paper the bureaucracy paper, is the, is beginning. The the paper the paper that needs officially signed and and initiated and okayed and uh, the land ownership All the issues and stuff. things like that. Everything in writing is starting to go through. Um, we have uh, five almost five miles of um, exact trail mapped out and GPS in the Wallapies. So. It's a huge opportunity for people to cool off and come up and ride and vacation up in the Wallapies. And then yes, another sir. another three or four miles that will kind of descend down to um, a possibility of a 43 or so mile trail that, that reaches from the Wallapies all the Multiple way down to downtown, which, which hopefully the city of Kingman will work with us to get some bike lanes in. It'll route you to White Cliffs once that's all put I, in. I think this is going to happen. Yeah. And then once White Cliffs is all put in, then eventually there will be another connector trail which will probably be uh intermediate or so trail that will cross you through uh to to fort bill through clax canyon area and uh it's super exciting to see that kind of stuff uh being being a kid who grew up in kingman and had nothing to do and seeing all the opportunity for tourism and kids to get in the stuff rather than uh, just drinking and partying. I mean, I can't say too much. We're here drinking, but <laughs> <laughs> and and how much of that did you do when you were younger? Uh, too much. 
way too much. I'd probably be in a better situation right now. <laughs> are are there? But because we want to get more people involved with this kind of stuff too, and I will say that there are people that are intimidated because all these fancy equipment, all this stuff that's really expensive or difficult trails. You see all this radical cool stuff that people are doing in jumps, but there are what shorter loops and easy stuff that people on on any level can come out and try. Absolutely, right? I watched a little girl with a pair of flip flops and a Walmart beach cruiser with the basket on the front mm -hmm. complete the most basic loop around our, the race we have upcoming in October. Which is, what is the, how long is that, the most basic simple loop you have? What's the length of that? I, I think it was, miles. no, the, the little kids ride oh, was like okay. three and a half miles okay. or something like that. And that little girl Still. persevered. How old was she about? I'm just getting. Like, yeah. I'm gonna say ten. Okay. Oh wow. You cool. know, and we're talking flip flops. Right. We're not well, even talking real shit. Now, what's when is the uh, the upcoming Rattler race? That's October twenty first. Twenty first. Yeah, let's talk okay. about that for a little bit. And what? How? How long is this? Been? Just give some history of it and what it is really and what's going on. This is fourth annual. Yeah, this is the fourth. And this is one reason why you guys are here right now, not to promote just a Crata, but so, the, this Rattler race. Uh, Absolutely, Crata has done an awesome job in the past uh, putting this race together, recruiting people from out of the area. I think over half of the attendees are actually from, from somewhere from else. From somewhere else, that's they're fantastic. not local. That's heads so, and beds. That's people that's, staying in hotels, exactly. buying that's, meals, getting gas. That's crucial for our local economy. Hanging out downtown. Um, it's grown every single year. It's it's actually made progress every single year, and uh, it's gotten better every single year. Um, unfortunately, um, some some roles have changed with Creta, and uh, Scott has had some unfortunate situations to kind of arise. Who was the original uh, board chairman and had to step down. So there's some things I'm still trying to figure out and, and acclimate to. Um, He's as, doing a great job. As, as things. Arise! I'm I'm obviously not the most formal person, um, but I am a go-getter and I am willing to respect other people's opinions and things that they have. So to get back to the race, though, um, I, I I definitely owe them a lot of respect for getting that all together, the previous board members and things like that. Um, and how many years is the race? Did you mention that before? How many? Th th this is the fourth annual, fourth. so this will okay. be the fourth year coming okay. up, and. Uh, it's October 21st and packet pickups. If you want to sign up, pack up, you can sign up online at bikereg.com. You just need to type in, um, in the search field, Rattler race or search through Kingman, Arizona, zip code A6401. Um, you can sign up at the mountain bike movie night we're about to have at Blackbridge Brewery. Which um, is this Saturday. This yes, coming Saturday. Saturday. And yes, what is it? So it's like, it's a fundraiser, but it's also a registration, I guess, for this it's, event. It's, it's a fundraiser. We'll have created t-shirts uh, for sale, stickers, cupcakes. Um, we're going to be playing a couple featured movies, some local stuff as well that we filmed um, to kind of advocate the trail system and, and talk about awareness. Lot, public awareness. Kind of pump it up a little. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. And, and and you can sign up there as well if you're interested in. And, and that's you, this Saturday. At what time again is this starting? At 6, 6 p.m. is when we're going to kind of be set up. And uh, I, I figure the movies will probably start a little bit after that. And this is behind the brewery. There's a big wall back there that they share. They're going to be showing it on the, is a that correct? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, the weather should be pretty good. Um, it should be cooling down. The weather should be right. Um, it's going to be right there behind the brewery or out back of the brewery, the porch there. Um, so you can sign up there. You will have a booth set up. Um, you'll notice us with a big Creta banner. Um, and if, if you have any questions I and you're listening to this, I, I really really encourage you to come up and talk to us. I have a question right now about it. If you're a um, if you're just hearing this podcast or you come out and you 
for the first time you've heard about it and you want to start out as a beginner for whatever age level you are, whatever level and whatever age group you would fall in, what's the minimum equipment? I'm sure there's some requirements you'd have to have if you show up to want to do this. What do you have to have? If you're going to show up and do the thing, what do you like a helmet? Thing. I mean, yeah, I'm talking the basics. Must basic. have a helmet. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely say uh, if you're out there riding without a helmet, uh, coming from somebody. From Is there a regulation with that for you guys? Like, you're going on for our race, you got to have a helmet? I, I, I for the race, yes, absolutely. Okay. You have okay. to have a helmet for the race. I mean, okay. you know, we're not going to let you race without a helmet. Okay. Um, I don't, you know, you can have whatever else you want, but at least just a helmet. Okay. Um, if, if you feel you need protective gear, you should probably be wearing protective gear. Okay. Even if you feel confident enough that you don't need protective gear, you at least need a helmet. Coming from a BMX background where I didn't wear a helmet a lot, I probably have some brain damage if it hasn't shown. Oh, I think it has shown. We've, we've seen it. Evidence, Joe, you're a, not a doctor, uh, but you work at a hospital. I'm not a Does doctor. Does he have brain damage? But I slept at a Holiday Inn last night. And do you think he has? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. No question. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, so, you do too, but like, oh. yeah. In fact, I, I, I've I hit my head a few times pretty hard, and, and now that I'm a grown adult, I realize that, hey, it might not look cool wearing a helmet, but you should probably be wearing a helmet, yeah. what especially mountain biking, because you mountain biking is very unpredictable, because when you're hauling ass down the trail... You don't know what's going to come up. You don't know what rocks you're going to fall into. You don't know how loose the ground's going to be necessarily. There's so many variables you need to have something protected. It's not like trying to save yourself. I mean, it it can just come out from under your your reels just like that, and you're done. It could be anything. It could be a mechanical malfunction. You could roll over a rock that rolls Mm -hmm. on you while you're on top of it. I mean, there's a multitude of ways. You only have one head. Yeah, and it's like Ed told me a few weeks ago, and I went into the shop to buy a helmet because I didn't have one, and... uh, He's like, and I'm putting it on, and he goes, "How does that feel?" And it feels pretty good. And then I look in the mirror, and he goes, "Don't bother. Like nobody looks cool in a helmet. Nobody looks <laughs> yeah, good in a helmet. Absolutely. No one. It, like there's no such thing as a there good, is good. No like, such and, thing. and it's true on top Set of your my vanity fucking, aside. Yeah, right. Now yeah. I'm just gonna load it up with mine with stickers and shit. I think, and just to make it look better. Now, so, so, now I want to touch base on that. I encourage a piece of safety equipment. Most people look past, and that's a pair of glasses eye protection you're not allowed to ride a motorcycle in arizona without eye protection but you could ride without a helmet now i really feel that eye protection is super critical to riding off-road all it takes is a grain of sand you can't see what you're doing you're headed head first into a six-foot ball of choya and i think i'd rather die then fall into a six foot wad of choya. You don't you don't want to have to pick burrs out of your fucking anywhere like ever ever it's awful Cholos don't mess around. They don't. You mess yeah. with one cholo, you get the whole entire. You'll bush. get the whole family. God damn you it! You get the whole bush. <laughs> they get serious. So, yeah. so for for the race, you've got is a beginner, intermediate, and expert. How how is it break? How is it broken down to different? But actually, categories? it goes from from kids. beginner to pro. I mean, pro, kids, okay. kids, 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 uh, sport class, kids, beginner class. So you have a you have a kids. We 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 really want to emphasize with Creta that we want to see future generations come up and we want to harness um, the ability for them to be able to grasp the idea and kind of pave the way for them to be successful and not so hard for them to research and and have to travel out of town and things like that for them to enjoy cycling. So we've built a a kid's skill course right there at the parking lot, which the kids can utilize. If your kid's not going to race, for the Rattler race, and you don't feel like they're ready, even for the three-mile uh, beginner kids course, bring them out to, to check out the skills course. Um, you know, things like that. It's, so it'll go from kids to beginner to expert, or I'm sorry, uh, 
beginner. I'm just saying it's funny because we're drinking. Too, too much whiskey. I'm not. I'm not drinking. Beginner, oh, yeah. To intermediate sport, sport, intermediate and pro. Yeah. And you got some real pros coming in. Actually, I, I we believe have you. an Olympian. We have one of the most accomplished cyclists of all time. I'm talking about a guy that's Hall of Famer. Everything. He's in. He was he, the original king of the skate park of BMX. He's actually no pro, kidding. He's like, in the top he, ten. Dude's legit. Top, Hall of Famers of cycling, period, and wow. all of cycling. Who is who was this person? Tinker Juarez. Tinker, Tinker Juarez. That's yes. a fucking fantastic now, name. Now, back in the 90s, I used to admire the dude so much because he rocked the dreadlocks on a bike when everybody was like, hey, man, we got to get high-tech, streamlined. We need to tuck it all in. We need to make a high-tech <laughs> Suit and tie. And he rocked the dreads. And That's he funny. stood alone. He really did. And he went to the Olympics more yeah. than once. He's a medal medal winner. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the dude yeah. is a stud. He's done twenty four hour endurance races. Holy He's shit! He's done ev- cycling on every level that it can be done. Wow, and he's going to be here for this. And he's going to come. He's going to be here. Our event. You can come Second out and get year. autographs, pictures with him. I, w- I was I was starstruck. I was going to say, how did you handle that, Ed? Like I was you- starstruck, like yeah. watching the guy doing tabletops on BMX bikes and black and white pictures through the Olympics through his road bike career, through Volvo, through Cannondale, all the way up to being here with me and us was like, Are, are you going to be more relaxed now? Because you've seen him before, is it going to be a little bit better maybe? I, maybe? I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping I can uh, assemble one complete thorough <laughs> sentence this time when I get to see him. I mean, it really, I mean, I am starstruck when I, love I see this. the man. I love this. Yeah, I mean, the guy, we've had a lot of, you know, pseudo phony celebrities come through for events this guy is the real deal this guy is the real deal him and kids that's what i care about so that's pretty so having an an, an olympic level athlete come here and be equally excited as a little kid so for this event we have all the way up to there and no one should be in if they've been thinking about trying this out or or entering an, an event they're welcome to to give it a go and join in and register and have fun. Absolutely, and it, and it, it's awesome. We, I mean, packet pickups. Uh, Rickety Cricket's nice enough to fund our. Uh, they're going to donate their facility to let us uh, the Friday night before the race, which is October twentieth. Okay. Let us crash their. They're going to let us crash the place, and uh, not really. We're not going to do that to them, but that's only because the brewery is going to be recovering from our movie night. Oh so, yeah, that's right. And, yeah. and uh, it's like a hurricane. So their packet pickups are going to be that night, and we're playing like a group ride around downtown. And, I remember uh, hearing about that last night at the meeting. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it'll be fun for those who can't, who don't feel confident enough yet to to be in the meeting. At least they could bring their bike downtown, uh, Kingman Friday night, and we can just ride, ride around, around downtown, all over downtown. You know, that sounds the like a blast. Of bicycles. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the packet pickups are cool because there's all kinds of swag you get. Like when you pick up, so you sign up for the race, you're gonna get your number plate, you're gonna get all that stuff the night before. Sign a waiver. Sign a waiver. Yes, yep. definitely. Uh, for liability and things like that, um, you are riding at your own risk when you do these kinds of things. So backcountry adventures. Don't do anything stupid. You know, um, that's going to put yourself in harm's way. You mean and, like get on a non-motorized two-wheeled vehicle where your center of gravity is much higher high. than normal? Yeah. On, your bisexual. <laughs> on, on your bisexual. On your bisexual. Wait, what is that? Sexual. Wait, what was that shit that I sent you the other day? It was like total fucking stoner logic. Um, Fuck. With, with the bike hill. Oh, it was like, what Michael? if, what if, what if, what if, uh, <laughs> what if, bike what if Mike was, is short for my sicle? <laughs> and bike is short, you know, for bike. 
Oh, you guys. I'm lost. That's that brain damage. Bunch yeah. of weeders. Mike and bike. Mike and bike. Mike, like bike. What if bike Ike. is short? Mike and Ike? No, hey, bike. Like bike. Bike. Yeah, bike. Mike. What my bike? Mike, Mike Sickle. Like the name Mike is you know, short you for know, since my sickle. You, if you have to explain it, it's not right. fucking funny you're anymore. Right. Like I, I just, Joe, they're not you, intellectuals, Joe. Let's since, move on. since there's edibles now, <laughs> since there's edibles now with <laughs> not even that. I was I was stone cold sober, I swear to God. It was stoned I, cold sober. Yeah. No, I was absolutely I actually read it on the it internet. Was like it was clean, funny. it was it was literally like one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Since there's um <laughs> edibles now with weed, you know what we're gonna call these people? Weed eaters. We, oh god! <laughs> there you go. I listened to her first. I, I, I'm known bunch to be, of weed eaters. I'm known to be a, a Joe, fan. Joe of, likes that one. I'm known to be a fan of uh, death metal and and really heavy music type stuff. Whatever. Uh, there's a band I love called Bong Ripper. I don't know. All their songs, I guess, are about weed, but I really don't know what they're saying. But I enjoy their music. All right. Just, I like just the just name. A side note. I, I, like if I like an if I like a band name they well enough, I will sure. I'll listen to the music even if. Like only only because of the band name, for real. All right, we're so, going down my list. Okay, but so, just finish so you up, can, can get the packet picked yeah. up on Friday night, at Rickety Cricket. Okay. Um, if you if you can't make it out Friday night, that's fine. Get to the race early Saturday morning. We're are gonna you, be there at like seven thirty, ready to sign you up, ready to give you a number plate, ready to give you a packet. Uh, now in these packet pickups, you're getting a bag of goodies. You're getting the amount of money you're paying for the race. You're probably getting which is again how much? Forty bucks. Okay. 45 bucks okay um so when you get that when you get that uh bag you're probably getting more than 50 dollars worth of goodies inside of it so that's really cool let that be a value you know uh get involved um all the money is not getting shoveled into any one particular person's pocket it goes back into our organization and any kind of anything that profits i mean generally this event costs over ten thousand dollars to put together literally ninety five hundred dollars yeah. wow and, and and we don't go cheap. We have a professional timing system. We have a DJ out there. We have porta potties out there. We ha- we we have food trucks, vendors. Um, Starbucks is going to show up and, and have coffee. Um, I mean, it's it's wow. How did you get Starbucks to go well, out there? We're hoping this evolves. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. So, kind of wonder. Yeah, I cracked myself up. I'm so sorry. we're hoping this evolves into a bike <laughs> festival downtown. I, yeah, oh, that would be fantastic. Oh, yeah, that that's the evolution. I, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. So so if you can't make it out Friday night, you can always make it out. Uh, you know, early before the race if you're in a race. And and I, and, hey, and, and, and and don't take the race too serious. Sure, it's an right. endurance race, cross country race, whatever you want to call the it. The pro guys can act but, serious with it. But but yeah. the reality is is don't take it to heart. Come out and have fun. Pedal yeah. the trail. There's only two rules. No crashing and hurting yourself and finish what you started. That's yeah. it. Finish yeah, your that's race all we, and that's don't all hurt yourself. That's that's yeah. all that And if you feel like counts. you can't, if you feel like you absolutely cannot finish the race and you bit off more than you can chew, we have people out on the course assisting and helping so you can you can get the assistance and help you need to get out of there. I mean, we don't want you pushing it. We, we definitely want to see you finish but if you if you think it's gonna put you in the hospital or something detrimental to your body don't don't push yourself that we far. need a hundred percent survivor rate yeah really. that'd be nice yes for the friday night cruise you're talking about downtown and i is it and i gotta hate to be the guy that asks these things because people do do you have to have some kind of lights on your bike uh, by absolutely law, by law by always. law okay by law and that's on you if you don't if, if you don't if um, everybody's responsible for their no nope, yeah. everybody's responsible for themselves um this isn't something that we're actively uh promote advertising or promoting as far as a club 
but it's going to happen. Obviously. That's but one it's thing gonna that's happen. brilliant about the bicycles. It's individual freedom. It's entirely up to mm -hmm. you and how you use this device. Yeah. But, but if you're going to show up, it, please good. put please put a, a red light in the rear and, and a headlight on the front. Even if you have a headlamp at home, a headlamp works. Um, so these are pretty easy to do if you want to just make shift quick to your do a light and a yeah. yeah. Just highly encourage that. What what, yeah. what is a light cost uh, over? A, at the shop. Eight to eight dollars. Yeah, it costs you about eight bucks to get if a light. You, if you buy a light. I really recommend having the rear light the most. Okay. You want to get someone to yeah. Because street lights are out there. You can see where you're going for the most part. However, sure. the rear light is important. That to is be critical. seen, not see to be it, seen. Exactly. Absolutely. And yeah. both bicycle shops have them. Um I don't really want to promote Walmart or any of the other no, but outlets, local. but they have them too. So shop don't, local. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's a whole Always. idea. With we, we ask that you go to the, you okay, either Joe? one of the two bike shops yeah. first. If you can't make it there and it's late at night, Walmart has it. Okay, so. speaking of safety, I have a critical question. Joe's going to enjoy this because I talk about injuries. What are the most common or how many clavicle injuries? No, I really for, don't want to. I don't oh, want to know. There's not broken many clavicles. A broken chain <laughs> is almost promising you a broken clavicle. Oh, Joe. I'm serious about See? that. <laughs> you break a chain, you will slam yourself to the ground so hard. And, and break the a human, clavicle. The human reflex is to turn your face away from danger. I can tell That's you. That's just what's going to happen. And what does that boom. sit you up? That yeah. sits you up straight for the shoulder check to the ground. The, the only time I ever truly, truly wrecked on a bike that wasn't somebody fucking hitting me, which has happened three times it in my life. happened to me too on the street. Yeah. Uh, was... I like just standing up pumping hard and chain snapped that is that that vicious. forward momentum boom on a bmx bike. yeah how old were you yeah uh 14 14 oh, i was 12, 14 at the same time we did fucked we did up, the same fuck age yeah. and no. the worst part was the chain snaps tied up in the back back wheel absolutely locked I, up you're I, flying ass over tea kettle and i absolutely. i looked like the terminator at the end of terminator 2 like i had like i just had road rash all over my head and my face i had like part of my hairline never grew back like yeah. it, it fucked me up and i was literally 100 yards from my house so like i just kind of walked oh, the yeah. bike back and my mom freaked out thought because there's you know, fucking blood it was a head injury there's yeah. blood everywhere yeah and yeah. i'm like nah, it's, i'm fine and then like three or four Scalping. days later you have picking chunks oh, of the road yeah. out of your fucking head dude the first time i busted my teeth out was the same age 14 years old i was pedaling as hard as i could because i knew i was late my parents told me you gotta be home at so and so time or whatever it was. And I was pedaling as hard as I could from my friend's house, you know, probably about a mile, two miles away. And uh, I was probably, I was right off uh, actually Sierra Vista and Roosevelt. My parents lived at the far end of Roosevelt, closer to, to Northern. And I had just turned on to Roosevelt at the end of my street. Those are real long blocks. Right. Yeah. And uh, my chain snapped, dude. And my, my, my face went right into the crossbar and just ripped my tooth out the nerve was exposed some guy came out of his house was like you need help and i was like no my house is up straight but there's blood everywhere and i didn't realize how much i realized there's a lot of blood but i didn't realize how much there was and uh so i started walking home with my bike right as i got in right into the road like a, a, a house down or so from my parents house i guess um uh, ambulance started showing up so now i'm already here <laughs> we had to do an emergency dental uh emergency dental situation uh and get that all fixed anyways so i thought that was really interesting and cool that milk. we both had the you same exact thing happen at the, at the same, same time. age now here's the thing how much less of an injury may we have had i know me if i would have been wearing a helmet i wouldn't it wouldn't have been nearly as bad you not so much because i wouldn't need a mouth. full face yeah 
It, right? Yeah. It's like a motocross helmet. All right, that, that makes most of my list. I've got a couple more things real quick, but we should take another break. Should we? We've got some cool music. I know that these guys want yeah, to Yeah, no, we breaks. definitely do. And we'll come back, talk about a couple more things, and close it out. And cl- we've been going for a little while here. And let these guys go. Yeah. All right. We could be here all damn. We can do an all-nighter on this thing. Oh, I could kick it all night. I could oh, talk no. about bikes until you guys are I could literally tell. falling we'll asleep. We'll put you to bed. Yeah, yeah, right. I can put you to sleep <laughs> right fucking, here, right now. And that's why you're here because it's the passion of the whole thing. That's what drives this whole thing is the interest, and you guys are the people doing this thing. It's yeah, we want people to get involved. No in one, it. no one really appreciates until you're out mobbing around on a bicycle. Let me tell you you're something. Like this is the ultimate freedom. Hey, guess what? F you stop sign. Right. I just rode right through you. The FBI's not on my back right now. You, There's ah, no exactly. other cars I, around. I just did that. I brought my bike to your shop. I, I rode it well, on a regular basis almost every Sunday, about 70 miles uh, coming from Atlanta. It's on these railroad, old railroad tracks. They would make it to yeah, trails. Sure. It's East got, Coast, that's Yeah, and it's fairly, there's not much grade, so it's not sure, that, that tough. Yeah. But I did that a lot on that bike that you saw. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm perplexed in the amount of mileage that bike is. is no, it's a lot on there. So then the I came fact here, you rode that to Valley Vista. Back. Let's yeah. talk about that for a second. Yeah, that blows my mind. I get can a we, random Can we inform text the public of Kingman how badass Paul Gaines go and really explain, is? Explain Paul Gaines has a perfectly acceptable F-150 that's really nice. He has a very, very nice airplane that goes in the sky and will fly a, and a, he almost has a couple hundred miles an hour. And a very mediocre Trek hybrid bike. Hey! I'm not trying to... It's attend. a commuter. It's like, it's like what mean, you tie your books to. Hey, seriously. <laughs> And cruise to your call through your college campus. We're talking about a bike that was designed for the three or four mile one direction commute. It's about twelve years old. I I, I get a, a text out of the blue like, "Hey, I'm up here over here in uh, Valley Vista. What do you guys do around here?" I'm like, "Wait a minute." And I took a picture of my bike leaning up against the, I'm at like, the convenience that, store. You rode that up there? Oh yeah, yeah. What's what's um? Uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad. What's next? Where do I go from here? <laughs> What do you mean? What's next? I had to Hackberry. kind of consider Total this. Hackberry. fucking Tour uh, de like, France. Where That's the what's hell next? is he going with this? He's like, what's a bigger loop that I could just like complete a loop that's oh. a little bit bigger than this? I'm like, damn man, he's he's going full on roadie on me. The only thing I could offer is for him to take the biggest ride he possibly can because that's the number two ride. Most of the guys do that one on short rides, their mellow ride. And then the long Aztec loop, I'm like, hey, are you sure you really want to go bigger? Well, maybe we I mean, mind you, this is a, this is a uh, what, early a 2000s track? About a something around there it's a good bike but it's it's uh it's literally like a short mile well well what happened was all this talk about bicycling and this kind of stuff and i got had you put new tires and tubes on it it was ready to go one of me here's what happened here's why i got it going was the downtown once a month drink and ride thing we all do yeah which is great which is awesome oh i love to do yeah, i we, thought that was the greatest it's One coming up again too not too much longer from now in a while so he, i've he, already decided what my next bike's gonna be I'm, I'm looking forward to this ride so i could ride a different bike bikes that yeah don't me get too used. i'm gonna ride my fixed gear ODGB. Yeah. i'm yeah. gonna ride the dirty black and girl it's so much right. fun <laughs> to encourage everybody we'll get the word out a little bit to have this. it's so much fun to ride downtown and go bar hopping that's, oh, that's what very you know great. drinking and riding a bike is where you want to be oh, which by the way as long as you follow the street uh laws you're fine i mean you're great the thing is there's a lot of controversy over there where people are telling me you can't you can get a dui on a bike that is not true in the state of arizona there is an ars code that says it has to be motorized if it's if it's driven by your legs 
or self-propelled. It falls under the law of a horse. It has to be, yeah. yeah I was going to say it has to you be can, self-propelled because you can get a DUI on a horse because it's not self-propelled. Right. No, you can't get you, a DUI on a horse. I, we looked this up. Oh, we had a I, huge debate I thought, over I thought this. that was the division there was that, that, that the, the horse. Okay. Yeah, we had yes, a huge debate true. over this in the Don't shop. Don't puff your chest up at me, Ackerman, you little <laughs> shit. Don't fucking start with me. <laughs> he might know a thing about a I used to bounce your fucking ass out of the house of sound, so I don't even start with You're right. You're right. I was a little punk-ass kid getting the cops called because I was grinding the curbs over Circle K. (laughs) (laughs) And asking me to buy buy fucking people cigarettes and And booze. And booze. And And I wasn't old enough to buy I'm pretty sure I asked you to buy me booze before when I was underage. You can't prove that. So back to the ride, (laughs) the drinking and riding event. That's why you got my bike going was for this drinking and riding event. And then I was here on a weekend. I was kind of working out, hitting the heavy bag and stuff. And I was like, this one... Is that your wife? (laughs) Never been married. (laughs) Quiet. Hitting the bag. Hitting the... Fuck you guys. <laughs> or is that is that a that, that's butler talk for like hitting the, the bag people. one day. Hitting yeah. the heavy bag is like <laughs> the heavy bag. Bad. The heavy bag. That's yeah. that's a double teener is what that is. Like <laughs> yes. that's the heavy bag. Yes. So there was a Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember which day it was, and I went, I got really nothing going on. The weather's not bad, and I got that bike out there that I know it works pretty well because Ed worked on it. I'm going, fuck, I'm I'm Valley Vitz is not that far. So I'm looking it up, I'm going, fuck, I'm doing it. So I, you know, got my bicycle shorts on that are padded and that kind of crap and loaded up some water and away I went. What is it that Dre calls them? Oh, bike panties? Bike panties. Yeah, yeah bike panties. Well, they're, they're padded. They help my arse. Yes, very yeah. much so. Yeah. Do I have a modern enough seat? Should I get a better seat for that damn thing? I really think I if will. you're going to spend that kind of mileage <laughs> on the bike, your prostate will yeah. thank you. All right. Yeah, I wrote a lot on just on the pedals. I have to say, like, this seat was not. After a while, I'm like, I'm done with the seat. Wait, okay. wait, wait a minute. That seat Hold on. is this, only this, designed this, for this, short commutes. What? Yeah, you're telling me you didn't even sit down most of that. No, right? no, not most of the time. There were periods of time when I'm just going to ride on the pedals and just keep going. That's that a whole other game. Standing up, riding the Valley Vista, for sure. Back. Yeah, for sure. It was not. I, I will say, I admit this. I did not carry enough water with me there. So when I got to the what's that convenience store right there at the at the main drag going into Valley Vista, the I don't know whatever it is. I bought a bunch of water and some peanuts and stuff and sat there for a while. That's when I was texting Ed. Hey, man, check it out. This is pretty good. Is it okay? I, I, that's a good I tip still. to take. That's a good tip to take for listeners. Uh, we do live in the dry heat in the desert. Even in the dead winter, you can get dehydrated really sure. easy. Sure. You're here. breathing in and out. That's where all your moisture is yeah, coming out of your lungs, right, Joe? Yes. I, I right. can't stress that enough. I mean, along with a helmet and eye protection, make sure you have water. Yeah. I mean, we do live in a dry desert and make sure you have water. So that's a good That's a good takeaway. Um so there you go. There you go. All right, on let's that, hydrate. let's let's take hey, a break. We gotta have another break. Water. Hydrate. You're somebody. Hydrate song. everybody, and then hydrate. come back. Hydrate, then listen to more music. Yes. Fucking like 
It could be me. Are we hitting the buttons? You hit the button. I always hit the button. All right. No. Folks, we got one more segment. We we decided uh-huh. that. Mm-hmm. We some wow. French fried taters. Fine. We decided that we could go all damn night doing this. In fact, I have an idea. Maybe we should do that one time. We'll figure it out and just have a couple guests on that are willing to do this. And just as long to, as we can fucking stand it until the sun comes up. And just drink oh, good whiskey until be, the sun great, comes up. Wouldn't it? We should. I accept that. We don't have to plan on that, but it'd be one of those moments where, like, what are you doing tomorrow? Not much. How about you? I'm not. I'm off tomorrow. But, I've got. Know. I don't have dick. I know tomorrow. you. What, what, what we got? It's probably good. We're like, doing things. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not taking any cops I tomorrow. So that. yeah, I think. I don't know, man. I don't know if Ryan's got the stamina for it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I will yeah, never ever crack that joke ever again. <laughs> You test me, boy. Oh, <laughs> this guy calls me boy. Don't you fucking fuck with me, motherfucker. So we already had about two two hours. We just want to kind of close this out. But I've got a couple. I just want, because you're a historian, Ed, with all this stuff. And you love the history. And you love classic things. I do. So I'm just going to ask you point blank about this. You know, the history of, of mountain biking and the bicycle development, kind of when it started. And then we're going to pump your, one, your events one more time and promote it. But can you just give me how this kind of... You, okay. you were talking about during break a little bit. A quick rundown. So, like, the wheel was invented about. Yeah, start about during the stone wheel. Right after Paul was born, they invented mm-hmm. the wheel. And right. Then, and then. <laughs> then and became, then they. <laughs> and it was, it was a rowdy bunch of fellas back Paul's in the 70s. Shots. He is back. Yeah, that's all right. That's Poor all right. guy. Yeah. Paul's bent. He can't handle it. Look, I can ride a fucking Valley Vista back, so. <laughs> I know, that's and I, true. I, that's true. He's got I, game. He's on got. You. Yeah, but did you fall down after pushing it too hard after no. a couple of miles? Well, then you need to get to that fucking point because oh, that's where I'm I, at. I, gotta go, I should go a little further. Did you lay on your garage floor and weep? What was agony? your elevation gain? I yeah. have no idea. What it, well, it was a round trip, so I don't know. It's not much between here and there. I don't right? think that was a no, serious question. No, but no, but th- that is anyway. Either way, either way. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's talk about modern mountain biking and where modern it came mountain from. biking gave birth from the guys in the seventies who just wanted to go hard. They used a lot of fire roads. They used uh, three bar bicycles. The Shoin Heavy Duties was the preferred bike to have. Uh, a strutted fork. They liked coaster brake back wheel. It was reliable. Um, they used drum brakes up front, and the whole mission here was to go balls out was just to be ungoverned, just a 100% barbarian, just take on the planet. And they did. And they broke shit. They broke lots of shit. And they perfected, you know, our way that we go about attacking the earth today. They, they made equipment that was tough enough to hold up to the rigors of the human performance. And I, I will say... Even today, with our most highest of high-tech stuff, we still have people that outperform their equipment. I don't care what kind of carbon fiber, titanium, carbontanium. I don't care what material you have. The human being is, ab- is able to excel far past any mad ma- man-made material we can come up with. Like Seriously, that's why we have bamboo bikes. 
because natural stuff can hold up as good as man-made stuff. I want to um, ride a bamboo bike. I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, know, I didn't know it was a thing outside of fucking Thailand. You absolutely like, I, can. You can buy a bamboo bike kit right now. We can go on the internet oh, really? right now, buy the kit, have it delivered over here. How much are they about? I'm going to say, um, well, they, it comes in a couple different stages. The most basic stage of the bamboo kit, the hardest core version of the DIY, I think is about 450 Okay. Um, if you buy the frame jig and everything that comes with it and you want to do a real high-end professional version of it, cost you about 900 bucks okay but we are talking about a you built it yourself Mm -hmm. handmade from mother nature's goods bicycle which is pretty remarkable that's really pretty that that is really a special that is your own steed it is from your loin if you will it's a little bit of a piece it got a piece of your soul in there sort of absolutely yeah. man yeah. i mean you're entrusting in your own self yeah. and that, that's one thing that's brilliant about a bicycle is it's freedom on the most fundamental level it is of your decisions it is ultimately where you decide to go ultimately it's how much effort you put into it and it it goes back to a real fundamental level of you and your childhood and you separating yourself from the restraints of everyday life and realizing, wow, I'm in control of my own destiny. My efforts propel me. And it's it's a real what blissful realization as a kid. What I was gonna say, you guys are kinda we're having fun with it, my ride to Valley Vista and back, but that was the um the normal downtown stuff is easy and you're drinking and that kind of thing. But that was the longest ride I'd done in many years. And uh, I had forgotten within a couple miles I I then remembered why I enjoyed it so much. Absolutely. Dude, it was years since I had done that. And I thought, I can't believe I've denied myself doing this for this. I was almost mad at me for, for sure. not doing it for that long. It's and I an was expression I, of freedom. Yeah. And it, it, it with the wind in your face, uh, the other basic things we've all know about, but it's quiet. You see things you don't normally see ever. It's the ultimate freedom. Yeah. And you just notice you things like in the, in the washes when you're going in 66. Oh, look at that. There's some, oh, I think it's a dead body over there. Just did, saying. Did you Y'all discover a dead, dead body? I don't, I might, I might have, but I was too busy. I didn't want to stop and call anybody because I just, you know, I was like busy. Dropping the Stephen King references over here. <laughs> no, but, but it is true. It was, it, I had forgotten being so busy with work and, and other stuff I'm involved with, extracurricular activities. Just I had the bike sitting there the whole time and now I rode it long distance. I went, wow. I, just it it would just it now, brought, how it brought simple things back. was that easy it was absolutely simple and to be zero that, time to hop on the bike and it, go it really I mean, just that, takes the motivation of getting yourself on the bike with a helmet some yep. eye protection and yep. some some water to hydrate and that's it getting out there and just doing it and the thing is is to reach out to all those people listening that first 10, 20, maybe 30 minutes may be painful. It is a little but, bit. But get past that because that's your warming up period. Once you get past that, you're going to find yourself in a place that, that you're typically not in, and you're going to find ultimate freedom. In. It's a meditation. It's it, a level of meditation. It is. The, the, it, is. it really shows it, it was really an expression of how powerful our minds are. We don't think about breathing. No. You really don't. No. You don't even think about walking. Pedial motion is is a is a really basic movement of your body. You learn it at an early age and it follows you through life. It's just like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. It's something that never ever escapes you. And when you get out there and you're out on a bike and you're out moseying around in the countryside, the next thing you realize is that you're not paying attention to anything. 
you're not really thinking about any one thing. Mm-hmm. Your your peripheral vision is more powerful than any amount of focus that you could ever have. Your brain processes the world as it's whizzing by and it gives you a chance just to take a break. You I, really are disconnected I, from a lot of things that take away from your just inner bliss. I remember riding back, there was a rainstorm that was north of uh, 66 and I had my smartphone with me, of course, so I was, I was when I was during the, the break, I was looking at um, which direction it was going. Well, that's pretty close, but it's not coming. This would be fantastic to watch the rain develop. The pilot. In oh, yeah, no, it was the weather. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> help but watching. Well, that's some Virga there, and this has got some cumuloma manis over here. And we're gonna, but it was such a cool thing to sit there and be peddling, and it wasn't hard anymore. You know what I mean? I was, I was working, yes. but I was enjoying all this weather. Sure. Which normally you wouldn't you be know, noticing when you're driving. Because you're encapsulated. Yeah. When you're in a bike, you're in the environment. Yeah. You're There's not a lot of current studies going on um, right now with mental health and things like that with exercise. I mean, Autism. That doesn't. It doesn't roll in just into bicycling, but I'll use bicycling as an example because that's that's what we're into. Um, but you know, people get stressed out with their work life, and they just need to exert some energy. They instead they're they're going to the doctor and they're getting fed all kinds of crazy pharmaceuticals that lead to other crazy drugs and this and that and 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 the thing is is maybe they just need a little bit of exercise maybe they, need they just need to exert some energy yeah yes. I'm one of those people I know that if I get cooped up too long and I don't get to exert enough energy or get out on my bike and push out some miles. I start getting cranky. I start getting irritable. I start getting weird and and not normal. So now what? Quit, point, quit pointing at me being cranky. I, I, I'm pointing at you. You know, so it's it, true. It, it, it's more than physical health. I mean, the physical health benefits obviously the there, mental release, but the mental release is huge. It's it's massive, and 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 it's just now starting to get recognized, which boggles my mind that we've had all these brilliant, you know, intelligent scientists and people studying psychology and this and that. And, and they're just now really realizing the extent and, and the, the how beneficial exercise is and what's in it, stimulating your brain to, and it releasing those endorphins and making you a normal person again to be able to conduct you know your day-to-day business and and, and whatnot throughout history they've known this though right the Greeks knew it the Romans knew it and then all the you know a sound mind and a sound body all that we've known all this yes but then now we're battling it again like you said with these crazy drugs and things you go to the it, it, it this is known information for as long as human yeah, beings have been absolutely. around and the human being is meant the body human body is meant to be physical but, but see, it Period. is meant to be stressed. Yes. It just hasn't been adopted at any level of uh, decency for the last 20, 30 years. I mean, instead, it was just better to push pharmaceutical drugs and things like that into people's right. because it was profitable rather than saying, hey, you know, there's a whole bicycle market out there. There's a whole trail running market out there. Let these people really exert their energy. I mean, I guarantee you, you can be the most pissed off, bitter, shitty person on the planet and you go run an eight mile loop and monolith and push yourself or you go ride your bicycle pushing yourself you know around around the trail you're going to come back a better person period one you're going to your mental state is going to be more on point you're going to be better you're going to be focused you're going to be more focused you're going to be happier yep. you're, you're going to be more motivated and your physical well-being is going to feel better one of my you know i don't have a lot of issues joe <laughs> Okay. But one of my my problems, if you will, you know, I go through uh, kind of cycles of, get it, cycles uh, of um, 
Sorry, <laughs> that was a fucking wah, terrible wah, joke. Wah. Of a physical exercise, like I'll, for several months, I'll, I'll be pretty heavy with it, and then I'll get busy or something and forget about yeah, it. You'll taper off. Yeah, and then about two weeks of the not exercising, I'll be in the shitty perpetual mood, and then finally something hits me like a ton of bricks, going, "Dude, you haven't hit the heavy bag again." <laughs> I didn't smack you the heavy bag around. Or, or, or haven't looked. Yeah, <laughs> or or run run a loot or whatever, or done. Normal calisthenics or whatever it is, calisthenics, and but and then when it, it's it's an instant, right? It it hurts a little bit when you get back into it, but then when you're done and you can relax or take a shower, you're like, "Fuck, I feel great." The, the release, you know, and it's just and it's like, why haven't you been doing this on a regular basis? And why aren't doctors prescribing this? Why and there's, there's so, like some of them have told me, maybe joking back this now, up, is a lot Canada of Canada does flirt with this. They actually prescribe. They, they actually will prescribe, and you could you could take off in your taxes. They like a budget you as a human being in your tax deductions. Sports equipment. Yeah, I got a swing. No activities. kidding. I, I actually yes. have with the say what you will about KRMC, but they're um, if you do the uh, with our insurance, what is it called? Uh, the the like savings account you have the health oh, the health uh, uh, flexible, H, uh, uh, HSA or whatever uh, flexible spending savings account. account whatever. whatever yeah it's a savings account for your health care part of that deduction that you're allowed to use that toward is a gym membership and athletic equipment I didn't know that and they have a list okay. of like a couple different hundred bits of athletic equipment you hear that, that you out can, there folks can, yeah, yeah. You, can, you can use that with it's I think it's an FSA I think it's the flexible spending account okay. is what it's called but that's a real thing and. We're starting to flirt with that, the, what you were talking about, like Canada does in this country. Uh, Rhonda Patrick, which I know, um, Paul, you, you've heard I, her. I know that's, her, yeah. Rhonda Patrick's the uh, neuroscientist that is, um, that's always on, on Rogan. An endocrinologist. It's always, it's on Rogan like twice oh, a year. Oh, anybody, if you see, yeah, okay. if you see her, her, see on, her? her on there, she's on smoking hot too. Yeah. Oh, she's if you want to watch her on YouTube, that's what I usually do because I'm yeah. like, you're a doctor. And, and you're but, beautiful. But I'm and, hurt. And she's yeah. challenged. She's challenged Rogan a couple of times, but he had some kind of. And she's like, "Nope, that's not right." You know, and that's not right. You're. She said, "Your fuck. What is that called? Your anecdotal evidence doesn't doesn't does not pertain to what I'm trying to tell you right now." <laughs> she just covered it, it was out like and said the it. nicest way of her saying, "Don't be fucking stupid." Just because that was nearly yeah, British. Yeah, it was, she <laughs> she puts him in his place, and it's fucking funny. But she talks about that. The body's already a pharmacy. We don't need to be dumping a bunch of shit in right. there. Right. Yeah. Your brain, your brain, your your uh, adrenal system, the entire system. It, it, it's already a pharmacy. The stuff is right Absolute, there. It's being right. ready to be manufactured. I you mean, just have to I don't want to go it. as extreme to say that there aren't pharmaceuticals that aren't beneficial because there are definitely. I mean, there's extremists to every level, and there are extremists. Of course, that all pharmaceuticals are bad, and and I just cannot get on that page and agree with that because there are pharmaceuticals that sure. people do need at and some point. Developed. Yeah, yes, there, there's and, chemistry but, issues. But hey, in the be, because because you're stressed out and have a bunch of anxiety, you know you're going to start taking a bunch of crazy medicine for that, you know, without like, trying what, something without simple, trying some exercise. Yep. And you eat like shit and, and don't exercise at all. Like that's the human spirit has been with strain so heavily since the industrial revolution. It's incredible. And I don't think people look back at their great, great grandparents and what made them so happy. Yep. They woke up at the crack of dawn. They struggled yep. for everything they earned. They provided for themselves on the ultimate level with food and just their existence was a day-to-day -day activity. Nowadays, we have things planned out months in advance. We live at this almost autonomous level where we don't even necessarily think for ourselves anymore. Everything's a convenience. Which was all yeah, by design. It, us humans, because we're smart and using our brains, we want to 
kind of. <laughs> we yeah. want predictability. Right, and, and, and we, we said, want. hey, let's make, if we do make a washing machine, it'll be easier. We can go do other shit or do nothing and watch television all day. Right. And then, but because we think this is a great idea and we can do this and have fun and have free time, but it's it's been a double-edged Absolutely. Sword. It's actually been tumbling down a stairs. Yes. We're falling down notches at a time. We're not just sliding at a predictable rate. We're like dropping in levels. And I'm, I'm very sad at what I anticipated our future to be. I really expected us to become more in tune with nature. I'm a, I grew up in the like generation that had like a bunch of hippie teachers mm-hmm. and Earth Day was new and I was young and so all this kind of stuff. And I really expected us to become more symbiotic with the existence on this planet. Mm-hmm. And we've done everything, boy. He is. I like it. I'm, I'm I, I, my I, favorite I, part about this the, the, this podcast is that this shit always happens toward the tail end. It does. Yeah. It always like that. Yeah. Jeremy Green's podcast. I mean, uh, I it just I slowly just love got that guy. Right. I really do. Some oh, we got, you we have another of, one with lots Jeremy. Lots of women have too. <laughs> Dang. Oh no. What's lots though? <laughs> We're talking Jeremy Green here. Man. Oh damn. We we have a we have a podcast episode we did with Jeremy Actually, Green. Actually, he's, he's a very very fine gentlemen we, we we have one that you may never hear though we, we've done a a podcast with him that that just this one's gonna stay in the vaults for a while because it got really it's dark one, one of the three of us is gonna have to die before that shit makes can, it public can i say something about jeremy green he is such a fucking good friend that one time i got arrested in havasu and when my sister was there to bail me out the only person waiting for me at my house was Jeremy Green with a six pack of beer to drink with me. All right, that's, that was great. That's fucking. Yeah. And I'm not a that's criminal, him. by the way. Yeah, not it anymore. Was, it, no. was, it was just an opportunity just where just somebody picked a fight with me and I fought back. So. Gotcha. Um, I was going to say this is where in the more modern day, because what is gaining traction with me also personally is doing some yoga. Joe kind of helped me along with this too, as well as uh, Jamie did with her bend and bruise things at at the brewery. And I'm telling you, I'm fucking hooked on yoga now. <sighs> And, and, I, I want to buy into that so bad. You haven't done the yoga thing? No, I haven't. Okay, listen, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. And, and and I'm the last person people would have thought would have been involved with this. But well, we're the first person to think that wins. Who can benefit from for yoga? For the most me. Paul Everybody Gaines. points their fingers at me because all the bullshit I'm doing Who's, with the stress who, and stuff. This is what stress right. smells like. <laughs> hey, Jamie, so, Jamie's another person. I, I Anything that she's going to put on, I'm, I'm going to get behind because I already know it's going to be good. Yeah, it she's is. Just, she's just got that personality. Yeah, she's, and she's on point with it. And the uh, and so there's more meditation going on and stuff now. And you also mentioned too, there's someone that comes in that you know that go to to, to the uh, monolith areas and go out and, and meditate. You're saying there's some oh, areas absolutely. that people go do this. There's well, an area that you, you call it your church on Sunday and some of these absolutely. other places. We we have our very own private sanctuary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a, anybody could go there. Sure, but through brotherhood and through you know word of mouth it's just our private little church it's where we go on sundays mm-hmm. it's where we could be free where we're unadulterated mm-hmm. just a brotherhood and it really is our church it's not for everybody mm-hmm. because you would have to know where to find church and in order to find redemption in something like that it's usually something you must seek and that's you know not something that i like to publicize but if anytime you want to go to church you come find me i could be at bicycle world you could find me on the internet you could just google my name it'll it'll probably send you to my house right we'll go to church 
Yeah. You need cleansing. Let's go. You're scared. And 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 by, and and by the way, if if Jesus were around, all right. Hold on, I'm getting serious. <laughs> you chose you guys. <laughs> I'm not jealous of Jesus. No, <laughs> I can't fucking. I can't hold my shit around Ryan. It's fucking killing Let's me. Let's talk about Jesus, Joe. No. <laughs> I'm good. He walked. These guys ride. Listen to me. Let's go. If Jesus, wait, what hold on. Jesus rode. It. Well, let's get there. Hold let's on. See how, think about how much further I'm, 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 get, I'm getting there. If Jesus were around today, and I'm not a spiritual Christian kind of guy, I'm just. But if you, I'm going to assume he existed and walked around and talked about stuff. Okay. Cardo's got a cousin named Jesus. <laughs> Everybody named Cardo has a cousin named Jesus. Everybody fucking you racist piece of shit. Hey, Mexican isn't a race, all right? It's a, it's a country, it's right? A, it's an ethnicity and shit. It's okay, food, right? You ignorant wretch. But if, but if Jesus were around now, he wouldn't be going to these big fucking churches that cost a lot of money. No. He'd be hiking around or on a bicycle and going to church in nature and having people fall around. Let's go talk about. Hey, that's, about that's a really good point. That's, I'm not kidding. Yeah, that's society what he'd be doing. has You're lost right. idea of that. Yeah, that 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 if 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 whatever he did um, is not what. What we got now with most of it. Are. I mean, a church yeah. is a group of people in the first place. It's right. Not, and that's, it's what, not, that's what you're not talking about. It's not a building about. you go to. That's what you're talking church, about, Ed, going church out there. Is exactly what yeah. Ed was talking about. Yep. Um, I don't know what kind of shit Ed took before he came here talking like that, but. <laughs> that's Ed. That's <laughs> Ed. crazy thing about Ed. <laughs> Ed doesn't have to take anything, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but in all reality, yeah, it, it is something spiritual for me. It's something that I love. Um, I've lived in Flagstaff, traveled all around, you know, that area and the so-called vortexes of Sedona. And I can tell you right now, I've been at some of the top of the monoliths around our area and I get the same feeling. Whatever it be, I, I get that same inner peace and, and that relaxation and and lack of worry um, about the rest of the world and my job and and all the other important things in my life. And, I just and, get to clear my. And, I just get to clear my head. I think part of the reason that helps too is because you're out. You're pedaling pretty hard. You get out there several miles, or whatever, and it's effort. Endorphins start to kick in. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So now you find a cool place you can rest a little bit, relax, and you're on some butte or whatever you're doing, and that kind of just adds on to the moment and the experience, and it kind of calms you down. And that's part of the. The whole process, part of the meditation, feeling good and everything. It's a big package there. It's a big and it's cheap. You don't have to spend thousands. There's some no. badass equipment out there, but you, you can don't. you can be you, you can, can do it on a real basic level. That's you, a really good point. On Craigslist, you can buy a decent mountain bike for how cheap? Seriously, I, I have a whiz bang bike that'll do everything but tie my shoes. I mean, we're talking NASA grade materials and some of the most fantastic technology you could stuff into an alloy package. Mm -hmm. And I also have a 1986 hoopdified Schwinn mm -hmm. that you could probably buy on Craigslist for 40 bucks. Mm -hmm. I could do the same task on both bikes. Mm -hmm. I can get the same enlightenment yep. from either one of those vessels. Eat, both of them will take me to the same place. Yep. The amount of effort required in the two may be a little different. The amount of comfort that I might achieve on either one of those is going to be different. But the endorphins are going to be the same. But they take me to the same place. <laughs> yep. They take yeah. me to the yep. same level in the game. I think on that note, we ought to talk about a little more. Of, you guys can promo. Where, no, 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 Joe, quit looking like that. Quit it. 
We need to talk about their events. Like? Why they're like? no? He was Joe like, "Oh my god, we're gonna keep going." Let's no, no, give, no, no. Let's, let's give the listeners a description of what he's looking. He like. just like hit his head. Like, oh my god, what are we gonna talk about now? <laughs> nope. Talk, talk not, about not, not a thought in my head. Talking about their event, why they're here. We're talking about yep. Crater, the rattle rattler sixty six rattler Route race sixty six rattler. So race. just do that. How they can find out where they can go. It's coming up this Saturday. When the date is, all that kind of crap, and then we're gonna cut out of here. Crater, Facebook page first and foremost. Google search. Okay. Rattler race. Okay. Route 66 Rattler race. Okay. Can't go wrong. Bikeridge.com. Bikeridge.com is where you can sign up. You can sign up at Mountain Bike Movie Night. You can sign up the night of Packet Pickup at Rickety Cricket. You can sign up. That's October 20th, right? That's Friday, October 20th. You can also uh, sign up the day of the race. Um, That morning, you can actually sign up. Um, Does Crater have a separate Facebook page or not? We do have point? a separate Facebook page. You okay. Don't look up Crater. Don't look up C R A T A. Okay. Make sure you. Are you look gonna find up... weird porn or something? Oh no! If, oh, uh, bicycle no, porn. No. Okay. No, so yeah. what? Yeah. Okay. What do you look up on Facebook so, then to find Colorado Colorado River Area Trail Alliance? We, okay. We we do support the whole tri-state uh, Mojave County area, and uh, we're looking to get our hands. Uh, Dirty and, and some of the other areas, such I'm, as I'm sure Google Kingman Bike Race yeah. would bring it to you. So that um, be sure you don't. The thing is, is if you think if you think what we're doing is a great thing, but you're just not really jive to the idea of stepping your stepping over a bike and pedaling around and riding some of these trails, that's fine. We're thrilled that you're stoked on what we're doing. You can still donate. You don't have to donate to attend any of these events. The event at Blackbridge is hosted by Creta, but don't think that you have to be a member to come. Um, don't think that you have to be a member to. to you could post. show up at the parking lot and cheer on little kids. Yeah, absolutely. I've literally had old ladies bring your cowbells cheer on out. Little kids. Bring your cowbells. That'd be great. Out. Everybody's got their For own sure. cowbell. I mean, if if if, if, I like if, that idea. if you're listening to this and you want to come to the race as a spectator and support. Bring a cowbell and cheer people on, man. Which, or, by the way, or if, a if, whistle if, or whatever it is. If people whatever come to support, noise. if people come to support it, they may then get fired up about. I'm going to get a bike, come out here next week and enjoy the trails. They might yeah. walk out there and say to themselves, "What in the heck are those people riding to? I want to walk out there and see what the heck they're seeing. Yeah, there yeah. must be something out there worth seeing. And we got some cool movies for Mountain Bike Movie Night. Uh, Cats, was which is this Saturday. The uh, what's it? Sixteenth. Sixteenth. Yes. So. 6 p.m. At Blackridge um, Brewery, 6 Black p.m. Brewery. We have cupcakes, T-shirts for sale, stickers for sale. You'll see a creative booth there. Um, Katz has been awesome enough to buy a super cool movie that I am so excited to see that I still haven't seen yet. I know. I want to um, see it myself. It's called Clunkers. And what a clunker is, is uh, I'll, I'll hand this over to Ed. Inform these guys about what a clunker is. That The, the antique Three bar Schwinn bicycle. The bikes he was talking about that originated mountain biking. Clunkers. They, they called yeah, that they, clunking. We call those clunkers. Okay. They called the activity <clears throat> clunking. I bet there's people out there now that kind of collect those and are into those. Oh, absolutely. Ah, yeah. they, oh, they try to goodness. find their always. I follow a group on fortune. Facebook that's dedicated to clunking. <laughs> <laughs> they're worth a fortune are they yes. these older 70s and absolutely. you can build new ones well, too. Th- these bikes were generally made out of 50s. Oh, frames. Okay. Because those were the good frames made out of good materials that were brazed together with love. Okay. You now, Chicago, what was one of the finest made bikes that you could get? It's and so these are these are pricey when people are hunting them down. They, right? they really yeah. are, and there's not a whole lot of them left. A lot of them got folded up, cracked, broken. Mm-hmm. You know, 
just mutilated and there's not a huge huh. resolution. They're real they're basic bikes, from. like Ed was talking about earlier, where they would source, you know, other parts from other types of bikes and things like that. Um, it's kind of really what what ignited the idea of mountain biking. Uh, they're using a lot of fire roads and coaster brakes, sliding down them and everything. Um, I think anybody who's ever stepped foot over a bike can appreciate this movie. Any kid that skidded a tire. Any anybody who skidded a tire. I'm looking or, forward to it. You know, now. push yeah. their pedals backwards and skidded across the dirt. You're gonna love this movie because it's talking about the professionals and the and the forefathers who really created the whole idea and sport of it and where it progressed and came to. And then after that, we're going to follow up with a, a really cool movie, the feature presentation that's going to kind of take you into new school. And you're also going to show some local what you're doing. And we're going to show some local stuff. And, and, and thanks to Paul, we got some cool aerial shots and things like that. And we're going to try this this week too. We're going to try to get some GoPro footage this week. If we can cram some of that in a little bit, maybe. Absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. And you'll get to see uh, some, some premiere footage of local trails and things like that and what we're up to. And it's just gonna be all around fun event. So there's a there's a awesome incredible gif at the end of Ryan Breakdance, and he's like doing the robot. Oh, cool! Sliding it from side. I, to side. I, I can't oh, wait to see. Oh this. yeah, it's this is incredible. gonna be it's, it's going a viral. Second gif that lasts all day. All right, so guys, Edman Ryan Ackerman of Crato. We talked with them coming in for a while, haven't we? We have. And now you're here, and this is going to drop. Joe's got some work to do tonight because he's going to be editing this thing until God knows when. Poor Joe. And dropping I, tonight for I the have first about, time. I have about two hours to, to get it ready for me. Yeah, and, and this is going to be a first because normally it's a handful of days, and it goes rolls into the next week before it drops. But this event's coming up at Blackbridge Saturday, and we're trying to get this thing promoted. So this is going to be a first to have it recorded and then drop the same damn day. Yep. I want to see how you're going to cut this 18 hours up into it. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot. I got a lot of work myself uh, to get all that together, but so in video is I'll way more pain. involved. Yeah, so I, got, I'll, I'll be fine. It'll be good. It's going to make it. Want to thank these guys for coming. I really, on really thank you guys. It's I really been, appreciate. No, it. thank you. We could have gone for hours, hours more. Really, thank you. I'm Definitely. so pleased to be here. And remember, look us up, Colorado River Area Trail Alliance. We're part of the International Mountain Bike Association. Uh, we're a local nonprofit 501c3 so if you do decide to donate money to us or anything like that or help us out in any kind of way that's greatly appreciated it goes to giving these guys who are busting their asses out on the trail um, giving them tools um, hydration things see um, you would you wouldn't believe how much money actually goes into trail work and, and hydration just keeping these guys hydrated and even the back end um, the city of Kingman can only do so much, so if we can raise money to help them out and getting some of the trails developed, uh, same with the Mojave County Park Service, they're really eager to get some uh, trails up in the in the trees. So we have a play, nice, cool place to ride in the summer for the local uh, surrounding areas. And uh, yeah, this whole thing with BLM's help and everything—it's such a great. And yeah. you guys are going to be presenting sometime to the city council, aren't you? Getting some kind of a thing uh, coming hopefully up? Yes. Hopefully yeah. soon. Hopefully soon. We'll keep keep an eye out for us on Facebook. We'll keep you. Uh, notified of that um, and there'll be a city council meeting of, of cool. proposing what? the white cliffs trails and thanks to everybody that's uh there's too many people to name but trust me you're not forgotten the people who laid out the groundwork for creta um, the people who are still involved the people who volunteer the people who aren't part of creta that still show a presence and help out and uh i'm not an official member it, yet so. that's funny yeah. I'm also and not that's an okay. official member. And that's that's okay. I will be. I would encourage you to be, but you know, we're not here twisting your arm, telling you you have to have a membership to get involved with us. Ryan actually, um, he beat me so. with a bottle earlier and said you will. I think be it was that trail tool they were talking it about. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we should let's say good night now. Yeah, folks. let's say everybody. 
Good night, Gracie. Thanks for coming in. Thank you guys Thank again. Thank you guys. Ryan, yeah, shit's going to happen. Ryan, high five. Appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> Fuck Hot yeah. Ryan. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, guys. Good night. I've got to buy it here, come ride it, and if you'd like it, go to the bar.